I'm Tyson Apostle, winner of Survivor 27, Blood vs. Water, and you're listening to The Below the Bell Show. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. It's time for another quarantine edition of BTB Below the Belt Show at Home. And that's right. BTB is being brought to you via Skype for the past, is it like three or four shows? No, I think it's the fourth show Mm -hmm. that we are presenting via Skype. So let's go ahead and introduce the virtual panel this week. That's right, starting with... The one and the only, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker. The one and the only, Chachi McFly. What's going on? Hey. <laughs> Feels good to be back. Hey, man. You're a perfect attendance so far since we started Skype. I know. I told you. <laughs> I guess that's your motivation for the comfort of your own home, right? Yeah. That travel time to that great studio is not um, happening. so It's not happening, but nonetheless, right. we can enjoy our wine. We can be in the comfort of our own homes, which is great. Yeah. So let's go and introduce this other lovely, other lovely? Oh, the lovely, sorry. That, that, meaning that you're lovely, Chachi, but <laughs> the other lovely. The other lovely, yes. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the lovely in-studio co-host, or rather virtual co-host, the one and only, she's an actress, she's an amazing singer, my gosh, you had to check her in that production of Evita. She killed it. And an educator as well. And now you can add YouTube sensation, right? I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 24 subscribers. <laughs> That's okay. You just started. You have more, probably more than Below the Belt Show. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm actually, like, super thankful and surprised to even have 24. So. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, now that we brought it up, Vanessa, tell us about your YouTube show. I actually checked out episode number one, which was all about dealing with PTSD and dealing with panic attacks. Yeah. Um, so basically I've, I've, you know, I've been doing workshops for like over three years now, private and public and all that stuff. Um, but with the quarantine COVID-19 thing going on, I was just like, you know what, I should really bring some of, or all of the information public. Because I've been sort of considering doing that. It's just, I've been really busy and I didn't know how I wanted to do it or if I'd be able to do it okay. consistently. So, um, yeah, I just kept seeing all these out these cries for help for stress and anxiety. And I was like, well, 
I can help and I, I want to help in some way. That you know, comes at a great time right now. There's a lot of stress yeah. and anxiety right now with yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. And I think the, the audience is broader because a lot of people don't. Um, I mean, I used to be one of those people where I didn't realize I was stressed and anxious because I was so used to right. it. So I wasn't looking for stress and anxiety tools. But I think now everyone's kind of wondering what they can do, you know, because we're all feeling it more than usual. So I'm, I'm just hoping to get the information out there and help everybody. So, yeah, that's that's. And so you'll have different topics, I guess, uh, for every show. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Huh? Um, so for right now, I'm just laying the groundwork for stress and anxiety and understanding what that is. And then after I do that, I'll start doing um, more specific videos. Sorry, I have something in my eye. Uh, but more specific in, information videos about uh, specific stress scenarios and how to handle those. Wow, definitely. Uh, like you said, you're educator extraordinaire, and I, I think a lot of those, uh, uh, a lot of those uh, things uh, come in very handy, especially yeah. in the pandemic that we're in. Mm -hmm. So, uh, wow, yeah. hats off to you, Vanessa, for starting such a great one. And thank um, you. Yeah, it's called, yeah. It's called the Crown Survivalist, if anyone. Yes, yes, no, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, you can search for it right on. Um, we actually will have a link on the show description for okay, you. Okay, cool. So. Yeah, no, that's very good, Vanessa. So we're, we're happy to have you on our first uh, Skype BTV <laughs> show. So uh, I'm glad that you could join us. So um, Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yes, you're on camera too. So we're doing video and audio, which is good. So now that you're a YouTube sensation, um, oh. it should come <laughs> quite natural to you. Um, <laughs> I do. But, I have something in my eye. I'm so sorry. That's okay. You can like, rub away. I wouldn't bring it up if we weren't doing Skype, but now that it's on camera, it's a big, you know. Anyway, I'll be right back. As Vanessa, what tears of joy? It's, yeah. As Vanessa wipes the tears of joy from her eye, we have an incredible show. In addition to the stellar panel that's already from top to bottom, you guys from top to bottom, we actually have a guest co-host that's going to be um, joining us a little later in the program. He's a base from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He is um, the foremost, world's foremost reality TV expert. So he knows everything about reality television. He's also um, the host of his own show called Inside Pulse, uh, his own YouTube show. And uh, he's interviewed everybody from celebrities to reality, reality television personalities to WWE superstars. So I figured someone that's already seasoned to join uh, for Below the Belt show, uh, Mertz Jaffer, a little later in the program. And then, even later in the program, we welcome a great friend of mine, reality TV personality from Amazing Race, very recently on Amazing Race. Also Survivor, she played Survivor twice. She's also an attorney. She's a public defender based in New York City. She's running for um, Manhattan District Attorney. So we definitely got to... Uh, talk about her campaign um but and she's also a um a fervent supporter of uh then candidate um elizabeth warren um i know she uh, developed a friendship and working relationship with elizabeth warren um so yes we welcome eliza orleans to uh, below the belt show it's been a while since we had eliza on so great show from top to bottom guys um so let's go right so let's go ahead and uh, talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment, I mean, obviously, 
everything in entertainment right now is affected by COVID-19, guys. And uh, while editing last week's show, uh, I remember saying that we were third in um, number of fatalities around the world behind Spain and Italy. Unfortunately, we're now number one. It's not a number one that we want. Um, that um, the United States has over 20,000 uh, deaths uh, due to coronavirus. 28. Uh, is it now 28K? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so that's, I knew it was 20, over 20,000. I know that number keeps evolving. Um, it seems like every minute it's evolving um, and, and increasing, uh, sadly. Um, so that's really... Um, now... At first, I was a little troubled about seeing the number of cases being the um, number one, but then that's because of the proliferation of testing. A lot more um, people are getting tested, and uh, we shouldn't be too concerned, I guess, about the number of reported cases because there's probably a lot of unreported cases in other countries, and the U.S. has been on top of uh, uh, being able to be tested, luckily. Um, but this is another st sad t statistic, guys. Um, COVID-19 has killed more Americans than the Pearl Harbor assault, the 9-11 terrorist attacks, the Iraq and Afghanistan wars combined. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, man, really sad stats. And uh, um, I mean, it definitely sucks being number one, but you got to take into account that, you know, we have like you know, 330 million people in our country as opposed to like Italy having... Um, 60 million and then spain having like 46 million so like good point very good we point, have almost like you know more than three times the number of population so even though we're number one is still to take into account like how big this country is we have much more of a chance of people dying just due to do we have the comparison do we have a comparable population to china well china sees oh i think they have way no more. china's way more okay that's yeah. the thing china even though that's the origin of the coronavirus has managed to get over the the flatten their curve they haven't had that many new cases of coronavirus um and their death total number is significantly lower than us's so I think it's because they shut down everything like mm -hmm. they have a different government system than we do so uh it, as far as i know they just like shut everything down immediately because they deal with this stuff well, i think way more frequently than anybody else because of okay yeah, so and, I think they kind of knew that this was something that they needed to nip in the bud, and they sort of... We needed the U.S. to um, react, um, I guess, uh, in that same fashion. Um, had that happened, maybe we, we wouldn't be... Or a little faster, 20... rather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have... Uh, we might have seen a number much lower than 28,000 yeah. fatalities. But, but... And I don't know, I don't know where the numbers are going to go, obviously, but the, you know, uh, every year, isn't it like what, 60, 50 or 60,000 people die from the flu. flu? Right. So I'm not minimizing this at all, like at all. Um, what I am saying is that, you know, each year more people than Pearl Harbor and 9-11 and right. the war combined die from the flu. And okay. a lot of people don't like you never hear about it unless you watch the nightly news and they bring it up once or twice, you know? So I'm hoping that the numbers don't get a lot higher where we all start getting affected personally. Um, I'm not saying that 
some of us aren't affected personally, but you know, where, where it's not like the Spanish flu, where I feel like, you know, almost everyone knew someone who died or, you know, got yeah. sick or something like that. I hope it doesn't get to that. I remember also last week saying that I did not know anyone uh, with coronavirus. That has changed. I know I now know two people uh, really? that have tested positive for COVID-19. Yes. Oh uh, one is based one is based in New York and one is based in Los Angeles. The oh. one based in New York, because, you know, for purposes of uh, of uh, anonymity, um, uh, was an assistant director on many productions in D.C. and in Maryland. He moved to New York, and um, I just saw a Facebook post um, that he is, on his 50th birthday, is um, dealing with uh, COVID-19, which oh. is, thoughts and prayers are out to you, um, of course. And another one, um, someone I met, um, he's a reality television personality. He hasn't announced it publicly, Um so I guess I should refrain unless he puts it somewhere um, that he was diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, okay. So someone I met. Um, actually Are they through, doing um, okay? Um, both of them. Um, I, well, I know one's in the hospital. Oh, I know okay. one's in the hospital. The, um, the New York person that I know. Uh, the one in Los Angeles. I, it's only through what I've heard on, on um, um, social media updates is what he's posted. So, um oh. Well, wishes I go out to both of them. So, um, yeah, it was odd because, like, I was thinking, I was like, man, thank God I don't really know anyone with COVID, you know? I've I've known uh, friends of friends, family of friends, but no no one I actually knew until this week. So um, I I don't know anyone, but you have you guys? Of course, there's conspiracy theories out there, <laughs> but have you guys heard about that? How how it's like, you know, the conspiracy theorists are like well, I haven't met anyone with COVID and I don't know anyone who knows anyone with it. It's this government thing. It's made up. It's fake. You know, have you heard about that? I've heard like a lot of crazy shit during all this on <laughs> Facebook and stuff. And like, yeah. like people think that Bill Gates is behind all this. And what? <laughs> oh yeah. You haven't heard that? No. And at first they were saying it was all fake. It was a cover up for some kind of big pedophilia bust. Like they, mm. like, Somehow, like Tom Hanks was over in Australia, and he got busted for um, for kitty porn or whatever. And then, like, were, and then, like in Italy, they were faking that in Italy because they're going in and they're arresting the Pope and and all the Vatican for pedophilia and all this dumb shit people post on Facebook. Jesus. You know, it's like, and people believe it like wholeheartedly. Is it's horrible. Unbelievable. <sighs> yeah, you know, I was reading a crazy stat. Like, um, okay, mm -hmm. so last year. 770,000 people died from AIDS. Really? Worldwide. Last year? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, actually, 2018. Is that worldwide or U.S.? That's, that's worldwide. In the U.S., okay. 2017, oh. 16,350 deaths um, from AIDS in the U.S. I see. So, and, so we're around, like, what, with the COVID virus? Um, 28,000. 28,000. Yeah, so it's, like, 10,000 less people died from AIDS in 2017 than this year. So just to you know put it in perspective, I mean obviously we don't want any additional deaths um, of any kind, but um, yep, yep. So um, Chachi, you sent me an article that uh, obviously hopefully everybody's following the social distancing and staying home as much as possible. Obviously you do have to go out from time to time, but um, Chachi, you said that Calvert County in Maryland might institute um, designated days to go shopping based on your last name. Yeah, yeah crazy. Uh, has that already been um, confirmed, or is that something that they're still um, 
you know, I'm not decide. sure. Get, from what I read, I thought it was going into effect, but I'm not sure. I know they just passed um, in Maryland this Saturday. You had to wear face masks to go into any kind of um, store right. or like on public transit. Oh, really? They're just yeah. doing that now? Yeah, it's starting, like it's starting on Saturday by morning. Law, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm surprised. If you're going to, like, mm, why? I don't know. I just, why wouldn't this have done been done weeks ago? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't understand if if you're going to do it, why why the wait? Why right? wait now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I, I didn't start wearing the mask for last week um, out in the groceries. So oh, once, yeah. once it, when people start getting serious different. about it, then I started being more serious about it. So. Well, right, because you don't know. That's the thing. Like, you don't know how serious to 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 make it until the experts and the leaders tell you how serious it is. I mean, like, I heard about this in January, the COVID nineteen, but I didn't think it was it was a big deal. Because Nobody I thought, thought it was, it was. the media. Yes. I thought it was the media because no one in the government that mm-hmm. I saw was making it a big deal. So I thought the media was doing it. You know, and so I think if if they want people to take it seriously, there's certain things that they need to do and they need to do like immediately so that the rest of the population makes it. I'm sorry. I'm like making the super serious. No, no, I mean, it's it's a a serious thing. But I mean, obviously, the media does pump it up for ratings. That's why you hear like so much news about it, you know, even stuff that isn't really news. And you'll hear about celebrities that you never heard of before who die of the coronavirus and although it's still important that they died and feel bad for their family you never would have heard that they died of of other causes unless it was related to the coronavirus like you're like oh this guy this guy was a bit player on this show and you saw his elbow like on this movie like you never would have heard that otherwise yeah well it's that speaking of chachi let's let's talk about (laughs) some celebrities that have been uh, diagnosed with uh um, coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, so last week we talked about Allie Wentworth, um, who was a comedian. She was on In Living Color. She contracted COVID-19. Her husband, if you didn't know, is George Stephanopoulos. He actually just, that, yeah. yeah, he tested positive for coronavirus. I had no idea those two were married. Interesting. Yeah, enough. I didn't know until I saw that article. Yeah. So, um, also Todd Chrisley, if you've, uh, seen the reality show uh chrisley knows best i'm sure our foremost reality tv expert has watched that i used to come on after uh wwe raw at one point um um real house of uh housewives of jersey star jennifer aiden also tested positive fox and friends weekend host uh jebediah Bila has also tested positive see you're definitely improving my point right now <clears throat> yeah like <laughs> it's these people yeah. you never would have heard of or you, and you don't no, no, they're not like household names. Well, George, George Stephanopoulos is, is a name. Um, For him, yeah. And this name, a lot of people do know. It's Babyface. Uh, Kenny Baby Edmonds. Face. Oh, no. R&B Sensation um, also um, tested positive for COVID-19. From Virginia Beach, I believe. Is he from Virginia from, Beach? I think so. Oh, okay. But Tom and, Hanks, I think, I think Tom Hanks is better. Didn't he open SNL? He is better, yes. Yep. I actually watched Saturday Night Live um, this past Saturday, and... Uh, Tom Hanks did talk about um, dealing with uh, COVID-19 and kind of made some lighthearted, you know, um, jokes about it, I guess. I guess it's not really something you want to joke about, but uh, um, I guess it's an interesting position to be in. But just to show everybody that he's doing a lot better. um, Which which, is important, too. I guess, guess, yeah, Yeah. we kind of talked about the segue into that. It was a very interesting um, time because 
much like a lot of talk shows, Saturday Night Live did their first um, quarantine edition, just like you're on Blue the Belt Show and all the talk shows of Saturday Night Live. They uh, had each cast member do um, their own individual skits from the comfort of their own homes. They actually also did one using um, Skype. No laugh tracks, right? No laugh tracks. No laugh tracks. So obviously that's a little bit different. Um, even though, Chacha, I know you're not laughing much at Saturday Night Live. <laughs> but no one really is on most episodes. But... I'm going to admit that, yeah. Because, because... It depends who the host is, really. Yeah. Uh, there was one little skit that I got a really big laugh at. It's the uh, middle-aged Ninja Mutant Turtles. That was hilarious, yeah. Uh, that was really <laughs> funny. It was a cartoon they did. That was actually animated. I yeah. guess uh, the voices were, provided, uh, voices were provided by the cast, but uh, it was really funny. Um, awesome. um, uh, Chris Martin um, from Coldplay uh, was the special musical guest. Um, so that was uh, um, pretty cool to see. Um mm-hmm. And um, oh, Alec Baldwin uh, phoned in as Donald Trump, um, so uh, that was always a highlight. I love his I love his impression of Donald good. Trump. I think it's great. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this uh, kung flui, this uh, uh, crouching tiger, hidden symptoms. Uh, <laughs> he was calling it all kinds of things. <laughs> I love yeah. Like I don't usually find out SNL funny, but the Jeopardy ones. The political ones are hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, black Je- seen, the Black Jeopardy you, is hilarious. Have you yeah. seen um uh oh, gosh, Jeopardy. Colonel Anas? Colonel 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 Angus? Have you seen that with Christopher Walken? <laughs> name, it's a like a Civil War era, like it's a okay. skit. Colonel Angus. Christopher Walken is Colonel Angus. Kind of like oh, I think I've seen that before. Yeah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, we have we have our uh, beloved Koki. Amazing. Koki would actually love that. Um, our Doctor Lickalotopus. Yeah. <laughs> what time of the Bell show? So good. Um, country singer Sturgill Simpson also announced that he is um, battling coronavirus as well. So, um, so those are the celebrities that have recently been diagnosed. There's also. As you mentioned, Chachi, celebrities that have passed away due to COVID-19 includes MASH actor Timothy Brown. Oh. Um, yeah, he also was a former NFL star, played for the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Colts. Go Colts! <laughs> haven't heard that combination in a while. <laughs> I bet you um, also, also, British actor and comedian Tim Brooke Taylor from the BBC series The Goodies was also passed away, sadly. Um, Anne Sullivan, longtime animator for Walt Disney Studios, was responsible for The Little Mermaid, The Lion King. Oh, damn. Lilo and Stitch um, had passed away as well due to coronavirus at the age of 91. Um, Ron Louie uh, was known for um, being... Um, being like the country music fan, I always sat in the front row. Um, I guess he was an artist himself. He was kind of like the ideal super fan, but he established friendships with a lot of um, country music artists from always being front row at all the concerts. Sadly, he also passed away. Um, I guess that's an example of Chachi. Of yeah, what the guy that sat in front row of concerts. Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he sat for his family, but. Yeah. I'm saying, like, you never would have heard of him otherwise. Unless yeah, that's possible. Yeah, media yep. wanting a story. Yep. Hillary. Like, Heath yeah, rest in peace. 
Yeah, rest in peace. Hillary Heath, an actress from uh, horror movies in the 1960s and 70s, um, who starred opposite Vincent Price, um, also passed away due to COVID-19 as well. So, um, yeah, man, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy time right now, guys. I, I did want to talk about... Um, well, Al, I mean, if you get sick and hopefully you to get better, but you can put our name, put our show on the map. Because they'll be like, like, oh, Al Soto from Below the Belt Show um, has the coronavirus. <laughs> but but only lasts one day, and now he's fine and, and feeling better than ever. I'm glad you only gave me one day. Yeah, it's one day. <laughs> uh, just yeah, just yeah. to, you know, put our name out there. Just just, just, just to promote the show. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Al, you could just say it. I mean, no one's going to yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> or just go out and lick some, lick some door handles or whatever. Oh, God, those, those young influencers, those idiots. Oh, influencers. They had toilet bowl licking challenges. Yeah. Uh, the the COVID challenge or whatever, and one of the guys, Karma dude, tested positive uh, after <laughs> licking the toilet. What a dumbass! Yeah, what a yeah. dumbass. So so uh, Vanessa, I know that the Cannes Film Festival was a, a big deal for you. Obviously, you were supposed to go this year. There's actually news on the Cannes Film Festival, which was previously previously postponed due to the coronavirus. Um, ex- they're still exploring options for a 2020 edition. Um, um, I don't know if it's going to be a virtual, um, replacement or if they're just going to push it forward to later in uh, 2020, but they're looking at options right now, but, um, Mm -hmm. but Europe is just the same as the U S right now. Theaters are shut down, large events and, uh, multiple countries, including France where the Cannes Film Festival takes place. Um, you know, so they have to explore alternative options at this moment. I know mm-hmm. Tribeca was doing um, a short film release every week um, because, yes, the festival was canceled. And sadly, it's supposed to be starting today, I think. Like, I had it in my calendar on my phone. And my the Cannes Film Festival, like, yeah. No, Tribeca. Oh, Tribeca. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Because I, 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 I hope I was hopefully going to be there as well. So, uh, yeah. Because I had an amazing time last year. It was one of the, <laughs> the highlights I've had. Yeah. Uh, of course, Vanessa always one-ups one me on uh, Film Festival. <laughs> 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 you have to go to Cannes to be all fancy, you know. <laughs> but uh, please, please. Oh, God willing, right? God willing. Yeah. So that was a big one. So uh, how, you, how do you think the Cannes Film Festival should be handled? You know, it's hard because... Um, there's a lot of money involved and I've, I've never been, well, no, I correct myself. I, I was a judge on um, a film festival recently, but other than that, I've never been involved in like the nitty gritty inner workings of a film festival. So, um, you know, I know that there's a lot of films that want to be shown this year, you know, like okay. they want to, they want to get their awards and their accolades and they want to get their name out there. Um, so I, I totally understand that. So if I think if I was one of the filmmakers, I would want it to go on this year because I don't want to wait. Um, but I don't like I won't be able to go if it's postponed. And, you know, my my room right now is basically being held hostage by oh. the person that I was staying with, you know, because so I think next year I'll just stay at a hotel every time because then it's guaranteed money back. But, you, you know, so I part of me thinks they shouldn't postpone it. Um, because they're already going to lose money anyway. But at the same time, I feel like, why not? You know, um, good for them if they're able to and good for yeah. people who are able to go, you know? There was an interesting statistic. Here it is. This marks the first time since 1968 that Cannes has been disruptive. 
Um, and then it was because of a nationwide. Um, this is because of student protests and strikes. That was the last time the Cannes yeah. the, the Can, uh, Film Festival was. Uh, wow. Was that the year of Vietnam, the year, Vietnam War? I think so. I mean, yeah, I believe Vietnam was going on then. Okay. So I don't know. Um, I'll double check it. Yeah. Um, so in, notes. <laughs> in addition to the Cannes Film Festival, Burning Man also announced. Now, this <laughs> one doesn't take place till August, but they um, already decided to um, cancel. Can you believe it? It's not even taking place till August. Burning Man already decided um, August 30th through September 7th. That's not a while from now. It's We're money. Hoping... It's money. We're just hoping everything is open by then. But this I mean, is they something... could be open by then, but I mean, you got to figure it's a lot of promotion they have to do. And like, yeah. and if they have to cancel for any reason, then you're going to lose like a ton of money. Yeah. So like it's probably safer yep. just to cancel to this point. And plus, like, I mean, you don't know what traveling is going to be like, you know, or people are going to be able to travel internationally. Like, yeah, um, that's a big thing that can very internationally. Yeah, international yeah I mean, that's why they canceled the Olympics and not postponed it because, you know, I mean, postponed until next year. But um, it's just too many variables right now. So does that mean, yeah, both the summer and winter will take place uh, in 2021, I guess, because I believe it's... Um, no, no, because, no, they're every other year, so it'll be next every, year. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, and film. Um, so the latest on films being moved uh, moved around due to the COVID-19. Everything. Uh, Pixar's Soul and Disney Animation's Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, their, their movie dates have been moved. Um, now, uh, Soul is going to be released on November of tw- uh, 20th. Uh, Ryan the Last Dragon will now be moved to March 2021. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Trolls World Tour, which is, I don't think, no, that's not a Disney film, but uh, did very well digitally because this is the way films have to be released now, digital, straight to um, streaming. Um, so that was post- never at the theaters? Never at the theaters. Okay. Um, posted the highest opening day and opening weekend release ever for a film digitally. Wow. So this is going to be, I guess, the future of uh, a lot of films. Either they're going to postpone it or they're going to do a direct. Um, yeah. Yeah. Know, like they're going to postpone wonder. the big ones. Like, like, you know, like Top Gun 2, like, and like, you know, Wonder Woman. Like, I don't Wonder think. Woman, Black yeah, I don't see them, like, breaking down and releasing on digital. But Trolls, I mean, you know, it's not the kind of movie you need to see in the theater on the big screen. Plus, plus of those films that you watch with kids, and kids make a lot of noise in the yeah, theater anyway. Yeah. So. But the certain movies that you want to see, like Star Wars and stuff, you want to see it on oh, the big God. screen. Absolutely. Like, the um, great sound. And, I mean, it's just the best experience to see it. Absolutely. I, uh, I've been kind of wondering, like, you know, how this is going to change the theatrical releases. And I mean, like, I think people going to theater, like to movies has been sort of in a decline, but I mean, this is obviously going to have a major impact. So I do wonder sort of like what you were saying, Chachi, about, you know, there's certain movies you do want to see in theater, but other ones, not so much. So maybe there will be fewer theaters and there will be more less like wow, theatrical big blockbuster ones those will get digitally released and then maybe this you know since we'll have fewer theaters it'll be more of like a really special experience to go to the movie theater to see yeah. star wars and top gun right. 2 and, and you can see 
Right, and you see theaters have come a long way in the past 10 years. I mean, just most of them are now are like the stadium seating with the reclining seats, and you can reserve yeah. your seats ahead of time, which is a big right. bonus because like before, you had to like for a, a you know a opening weekend for a blockbuster, you had to like get there two hours early to line up to get your seat and save save a seat for your friend, which was a nightmare. Yeah. And, um, and That's you know, before reserve seating. Like this, yeah, down that like this yeah. round sound and like it's so much better now. They have food, like you can order food and everything. Yeah, and and everything. Yeah. You know, and then, and then like the whole like sure. the whole movie pass type of um, plans they mm-hmm. have now, like for AMC has a list, and uh, I know Regal has their own plan, and like so you can see multiple movies a month for a low price. So it's mm-hmm. really a great deal if you're a movie buff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Disney News: They're in early development for a remake of a, uh, the 1973 animated musical comedy Robin Hood for Disney Plus. Um, so I don't know if anyone's seen. I that's the one with like the fox or whatever. Yeah, the that's fox the fox. Was, exactly. Yeah. Fox plays Robin Hood. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> so this will be very similar to Lady and the Tramp, um, and Dumbo, where 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 they're going to mix um, CGI and live action. Are they still going to be foxes? I, you know, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be surprised they stick to the tried and true fox, right? I mean, that's I what they do at least. That's what you know they're recognizing—a fox version of Robin Hood. Because it's been done uh, so many times, Robin Hood. I can't exactly. see doing like a live action, and not having a damn fox. Yeah. They're probably, yeah. if they're in development right now, they're probably wondering how they can make it not weird like cats. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst, the worst film ever. <laughs> I think they walk around like real people in Robin Hood, right? Because Lady and the Tramp, they yeah. they they walked around like dogs. But I think in the 1973 Disney version, they like they walk around like humans. Oh yeah, I mean, they'd have to. I would think. Like, how could you couldn't have Robin Hood <laughs> as like real foxes crawling on the ground? <laughs> I don't think it sense, right? Yeah, that would yeah. be a, uh, pretty difficult. I don't I know. How they gonna do that? Yeah, I'm confused now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, another big movie getting pushed is the action thriller Infinite uh, from Paramount Pictures, directed by Antoine Fuqua and stars Mark Wahlberg. It's an adaptation of the 2009 novel The Reincarnationist, okay, which centers on a group of near-immortal men and women who are re- reincarnated oh over centuries and known as the Infinite, right? It's kind of actually reminds me of... The Highlander, uh, also the um, the um, the the upcoming um, um, MCU movie. The um, gosh, I'm not Doctor Strange. The one with Kit Harrington in it and uh, Angelina Jolie. God, why is this escaping me? Oh, wow. um, the the Immortals? No. Um, God damn it! What is the name of that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure okay. it. It will. Well, um, this is the, this is the uh, Marvel MCU movie with Angelina Jolie. Was uh, slated to come out in November. Um, I'm sorry, Chats, if you can help me, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Um, I was I was googling um, butthole cut of cats. Because <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> speaking well, we can of talk which, about that next. <laughs> well, actually, with the with the the blurring uh, technology, they actually Chachi, they use that for. Disney Plus's the Eternals. Uh, it, the Eternals. Yeah, God, you're thank close. You. I know, I was really close. Yeah, but yes, the blurring technology because obviously you have to blur buttholes or whatever. <laughs> 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 no. But uh. No, they put buttholes 
on the cast. For right, the cast right. Movie. But I think I think they're actually thinking of uh, blurring them out, aren't they? Weren't they thinking of they blurring? Are, like they already did, and there's a movement out. Like I didn't want to save like, to save the buttholes. It's to see the buttholes. Yeah, like there's a movement <laughs> to release that cut. Yeah. <laughs> we have. Well, the, the movie uh, splash. All this coronavirus stuff, right? Somebody's worried about the cat's buttholes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> During COVID nineteen, nothing worry else about. to worry about. <laughs> But one thing, um, Chachi, I don't know how you felt about this one. So Splash, uh, the, the, 80s, oh, yeah, the, the 80s movie uh, with Tom Hanks, uh, which is the real life mermaid played by uh, Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Yes. No, um, not Daryl Hannah. Daryl. Her name is Daryl. Is okay. it Hannah? No. I thought Daryl Hannah was the. No, she, uh, Hannah. Okay. So they actually <laughs> blurred out. Well, they digitally uh, made her hair longer on her oh, to cover her butt. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because it went straight to Disney Plus. It is Daryl Hannah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Jack Hannah. I guess. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. But I guess, I guess the rear end is still considered too, um, too adult natured for for Disney. I, I, yeah. What do you? I mean. I mean, you can barely even see it, like in the in the original movie. Right. Barely. But they they made her hair longer. It looked like they used like a like the clone tool on Photoshop, right? To make the hair look longer. It looks looks exactly. so out of place and funny. Like it was, it's ridiculous yeah. going all that work. Like like a kid's gonna worry about seeing an ass. Like, yeah, like a but I, on the beach. It's a not it's a non nudity um, network. Z yeah. plus yeah. all can't have any nudity. No f bombs. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Really? No <laughs> I don't think there's any f bombs in anything because. If you think about, that's why uh, Deadpool won't be on Disney Plus. But all the Marvel movies, if you notice, there's no f bombs in any Marvel movie, not one except for Deadpool, and that's the rated R one. But that will never mm-hmm. be on Disney Plus. Well, they course. should just have like you know, if you're the um, owner of the account, you can set up an, an adult account that can see these movies on Disney Plus, you know, and then like you know, also have a kids account when kids can't see that kind well, of stuff. Well, yeah, that would and, and that is an idea, but it just I think that tarnishes the 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 family image of Disney. Wow. If you if you if you had the Disney logo and the castle, do you want to see like adult content on a network that has the happiest place on earth? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I well, Splash, Splash is um, Buena Vista. Um, yeah. I mean that Disney acquired them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think it was ever a problem in the '80s seeing her ass. <laughs> you know, but then here here it is like. 30 years later and people are worried about it. Exactly. I mean, really? Um, so for Kevin Smith fans, so I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I've been a fan of his work since Clerks. And uh, Have you watched the new... Um, I watched the James Jay and Silent Bob. Bob reboot. I enjoyed Pretty, it, man. I enjoyed I it too. It. Like it, it started off, I'm like, oh, this is really bad. But then I got into it. Yeah, it got a little it better. Was good. Uh, it was good. Well, if you have to, you have to be a fan of his work. Yeah. Like he's had some great films like Dogma, Chasing Amy, Clerks, Mallrats, or are, are, his early yeah. works are considered some of his best work. And then he had some really good ones in the middle. Um, a lot of people um, loved Red State and um, um, Tusk. Very odd movie, Tusk, but it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, do you remember Tusk? Oh, so <laughs> creepy. That was so creepy. Josh, did you see Tusk? I have not. It no. was really disturbing. Um, oh. But uh, but you know it's a yeah I know right it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, it but, was uh, not as bad as Human Centipede though. That will forever <laughs> be the not. worst movie that, ever. That's kind of, that's kind of comparable. But with 
but Kevin Smith has his, you know, his brand of comedy inserted into it. The comedy aspects kind of took away from the horror aspects of that movie mm-hmm. uh, for Tusk. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we're, we're, but new news on Kevin Smith films is which I'm happy about. Um, he's actually teaming up with the people that did Saved by the Max and the Good Burger pop-up restaurants in LA really? to create movies. Remember movies? Uh, yeah, yeah. fast food restaurant featured in his films. Yep. So you can enjoy some of the good, um, tasty uh, treats from movies. Awesome. Um, now, but because of the COVID pandemic, um, you can't s- sit in a restaurant there. Um, he's offering, um, delivery services v- uh, by Postmates. Um, so you can, um, yeah, receive um that food. So, awesome. um, no, but that yeah. that that um business that makes those pop up bars is excellent. Because you and I both went to the Say by the um, Max one, the Say by yeah, the Say by the Max pop up bar. Bell, yeah. And just such great detail they had. They had Mr. Belding's office, which looked legit, like his office. You know, yeah. they had a, the hall with the lockers. They had like the whole Mac that looked like the Max. Yeah. I mean, excellent job with that. I mean, I didn't see the Good Burger one, but I mean, this also they went above and beyond. Tachi. What? Peach Pit. Peach Pit. 90210. The food was amazing too. It wasn't like just regular like you know, diner food. It was actually like upscale, like gourmet food. Um, I thought it was okay. Yeah. yeah. You got the Max the say by the Max one? Um yeah, I would say by the Max. I, I think I got chicken and waffles, I think. Yeah. I think it was okay. I don't think it was okay. Yeah. Mine was really yeah. good. It wasn't it wasn't like the um typical like bar food or anything. It was more Yeah. Like okay. That's fair. Um, also, oh, you for, hated it. I didn't say I hated it, Chachi. <laughs> I said it was okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, so this is interesting. Also, uh, Kevin Smith, um, if you didn't know, he sold his first movie, Clerks, to that scumbag, Harvey Weinstein, um, back at the Sundance Film Festival in 1994. And apparently, um, <laughs> apparently Weinstein actually owes him money now. <laughs> Um, because uh, Clerks actually grossed 3, 3.2 million in North American theaters, and he actually said, um, right now, um, he's actually owed um, uh, royalties from, um, in fact, uh, how much specifically? It was it was a big amount, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Weinstein's in prison, so uh, I don't know. If he's going to be able to get that money owed anytime soon. <laughs> well, Weinstein owns Dogma. That's why you don't see Dogma on digital for any platform. That specific film? Yeah, he's kind yeah. of the owner of it. Okay, but he also, I guess, owns Clerks as well because it yeah, was but, Miramax. Yeah. Yeah, but he but, may have brought that out before this all happened. I guess he didn't bring out um, Dogma ah, before okay. he got arrested. So that's gotcha. why you don't see it now. Nope. So I'm really excited about whenever things get back to normal. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, as James Gunn um, said, that they're despite the pandemic, they're still um, they're still on schedule to um, to um, well su- Suicide Squad. Let me correct myself. He's on schedule to release Suicide Squad because that's already wrapped shooting and production mm-hmm. has almost been pretty much complete on that film. That will come out of schedule, and then he can go on to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but Guardians, obviously, uh, we don't know about the fate of Guardians because of COVID-19. But luckily, he did finish Suicide Squad right before uh, everything uh, went to shit, I guess, yeah. <laughs> in the film and uh, TV uh, production schedule. 
Yeah, so um, still scheduled Suicide Squad for August 6, 2021. Um, also, uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness film, which I'm looking forward to, also from MCU, uh, was announced that Sam Raimi will direct that film. He actually confirmed that publicly. Um, so excited to have a strong director tied to that. And and from what I'm reading from uh, fan theories is that this is going to explain how the X-Men are going to be brought into the MCU. Because, really? yes, because the infinite multiverse is about different multiverses and different, like, um, yeah, different layers of, of alternate reality. And when those things merge, theoretically, you can bring back all these X-Men characters and explain it, you know, properly. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, where's Wolverine been this whole time? Wolverine is now a part of the MCU due to uh, the multiverse, which um, I think is a good way to bring them on. Because now that MCU owns uh, the Fox properties, which includes Fantastic Four, anything X-Men or Mutants, then that's what you're going to see. So um, in DC news, um, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, gave an update on um, his portrayal of Black Adam, which is going to be um, first in a standalone movie, then it's going to be in the Shazam sequel. Um, he says they're going to be probably end, um, shooting at the end of the summer. Um, I guess production was moved um, because of that as well. Um, his film, um, Jungle Cruise, already... Um, was supposed to come out this December. It's going to come out. I think things had to get pushed because of all the movies getting pushed. Disney decided to move uh, Jungle Cruise to next year instead of this year. So a lot of things getting moved around, guys. It's crazy. I mean, the person... I have a feeling that the, it's just so much arguments and in, in, in the... Uh, in the meeting rooms of, oh, we got to push this movie. No, this one's got to be out first. And, you know, I can, I can only imagine the... Oh, yeah. Decision making uh, they make when they decide what date each film comes out. Um, yeah. Well, like especially when they first open up the theaters again. Exactly. Yeah. I heard, that, I heard they're gonna like start showing like a bunch of old movies when they reopen just to test it out. Really? Yeah. Like I, I so doubt movies, like movies that have already been uh, released on yeah. digital. Um, okay. Well, they said stuff like maybe like Back to the Future or stuff like that. They'll, oh, even right older movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. Okay. I mean, would you want to be the first uh, major blockbuster to be shown? Um, and like, I mean, you don't know how it's going to act. If people are going to be afraid to go to the theaters again. I mean, right. I guess they're going to try to warm them up to get people back into the theaters. It's funny because the last time I went to the theater was to see the movie Bloodshot. Yeah. And Bloodshot um, was, you know, suffered from uh, at the box office because that was the first weekend right before the governor decided to close all movie theaters. Right. Um, and, um, it's it's interestingly enough, uh, Bloodshot director David Wilson has already announced his next uh, project. It's called Influx. It's a sci-fi thriller. Um, he's teaming up with Sony Pictures again. Um, and I thought he did a good job. A lot of critics didn't like Bloodshot, but I enjoyed it. Chachi, you, did you like Bloodshot? It was all right. You just thought it was okay? Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty action-packed. Um, you know, it's been diesel. I mean, you're not going to get range as no. far as acting <laughs> ability. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be himself in every movie. He's going to be himself in every movie. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, Gary Doberman will direct um, Stephen King's Salem's Lot. It's based on his novel, his horror novel. Um, 
Stephen King's been hot lately. A lot of Stephen King stuff. There's just been a resurgence of his his media on the big screen lately with it, chapter one and two. Um, Cujo. 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 No, I mean Pet Cemetery. I mean Pet Cemetery. Uh, yeah. Carrie had the 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 second um, um, yeah. iteration of Carrie. So Salem's Lot is another big the one. Part two of The Shining. Part two of The Shining. Yes, yeah. Doctor Sleep. I love that one. By the way, it was great. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so Dope Breathe filmmaker Fede Alvarez, Alvarez, sorry, is going to direct 16 States. Um, 16 States is um, don't know much about it. It's, it's a pandemic, oddly enough, <laughs> um, a zombie thriller pandemic in the vein of Will Smith. I am legend. Oh, good. Yeah, we need more zombie stuff. And we need more pandemic, really. Yeah, pandemic <laughs> zombie I mean, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, Sabin Films. Pandemic uh, yeah, for a while was all vampire movies and TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Now it's all like zombie stuff. Yeah, zombies kind of like had it's been had just ebbs and flows and popularity. Yeah. Vampires are gonna come back in. Remember last week we talked about the uh, the that new, new young show. Adult. Yeah, new yeah. Twilight. It the plot. Vanessa was exactly like Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> but they're supposedly going to, but it's a completely different story. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So a uh, film called The Silencing. This, uh, this sounds cool because it stars, as you know, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, uh, Nikolai Coster-Waldu, who is Jamie Lannister. Um, it was supposed to be at a uh, premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival. Um, but, um, it's about a reformed hunter living in isolation on a wildlife sanctuary who becomes involved in a deadly game of cat and mouse. Um, cool. It'll be good to see uh, um, Jamie Lannister of House Lannister involved in the big project. Um, this I is a really a question. Yeah. Do you guys just, this is like sort of a tangent, but um, do you know of any awards? shows that are supposed to be going on during this like have the emmys did those already happen i thought they were in like may or something the and emmys are take, yeah the emmys take place in the fall they haven't made a formal announcement but they 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 well they have um creative emmys and they have um daytime emmys the daytime emmys i believe are in the summer those have been postponed oh, okay, um, okay. they haven't made an announcement on the one in the fall yet okay okay so they probably thinking of some other but anyway i'm glad they're being postponed instead of like not happening at all right well, hopefully they cancel all the vmas at least there'll be one uh, silver lining on. out of all this <laughs> so you still watch it oh live if i go live yeah but you haven't been live in like 10 years no i was there three years ago was it horrible no, it was fun. I got yeah, I went to the after party. I hung out hung well, out the after with, party was fun. The show was I hung fun. out with Haley Steinfeld and, and uh, Fifth Harmony. They had uh passed around churros. They had free churros. <laughs> 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 they had an open bar, Laverne Cox from Orange and New Black was in there. Um honestly, one of the best industry parties I've ever been to. It was so much fun. Yeah. The BMAs were a blast. Yeah. Awesome. But I guess I can't speak ill will. <laughs> Of the BMAs, based on my recent experience, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so this is an interesting one. Um, do you know Paris Jackson is acting now? Michael Jackson's daughter. Yeah. She's gonna star as Jesus Christ. Okay. 
Um, yes, it's a film called Habit. Um, <laughs> starring opposite Bella Thorne. Well, now it's starting to make sense. It's Bella Thorne. Um, it's a thriller that stars Bella as a f- street smart party girl with a Jesus fetish who gets mixed up in a violent drug deal and finds a possible way of masquerading as a nun. And then Jackson, Paris, uh, then appears several times throughout the film um, uh, as Thorne's character uh, of Jesus. Wow. And looks like Mertz is trying to go through, so let me try and uh, add him here. That makes sense, that whole premise. The premise? Well, (laughs) I'm just really confused. (laughs) As soon as I read that, he <laughs> let's see, let's 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 join him here. We're gonna add. This was a real historical figure. Yeah, I think we're gonna bring him on. That's right, guys. We're welcoming as guest co-host tonight. He is the world's most foremost reality TV expert. <laughs> this guy knows everything. He's someone I look up to. That's for sure. Mertz Jaffer from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Welcome back to Below the Belt Show, the quarantine edition. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Can you guys hear me okay? Can you also see my Raptors hat? It's very important. Of course. The hat of the world champions, and we will be world champions for two years because of the COVID crisis. (laughs) Right, right. You're going to have to wait till next year for your season. That's right. That's right. Sorry, Kawhi. We don't need you. (laughs) Mertz, uh, good uh, having you uh, on our quarantine edition of BTV. Thank you so much. Yes, what an episode. I don't know how many of you guys actually watched it, but I am still reeling. I'm still reverberating from that episode. Oh, we're talking about Survivor because I want to save everything Survivor yes. for, for our oh, special you guys are guests. In for it because I got a lot to say about that we're show We're going to talk about that. I am, I am fired up, Al. <laughs> I am fired up. Yes, pretty much. There was like the Oprah episode. Everyone, everyone got everything, right? Oh, it was incredible. It was incredible. Well, we'll, we'll save yes. Survivor talk yes. for Eliza. Okay, yes. Eliza Orleans who's joining us um, later in the program. But we're just going over some new movie stuff, Mertz. Yes. You want to just chime in? Uh, movie news. Um, so obviously news is still happening amongst the uh, COVID pandemic. Um, um, just announced that Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro will be offering fans, Vanessa, you might like this, the opportunity, I know I do, to win a walk-on role ah, in the upcoming, yes. yes, right? The upcoming film, Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh, so cool. My God. Um, so there's, here's the what you got to do. Yeah. You can. Uh, it's a contest. You have to donate funds through the All In Challenge, which supports DiCaprio's America's Food Fund, Meals on Wheels, and No Kid Hungry. Um, once you donate, I guess they select um, by lottery um, for those that have donated a winner to get a walk on roll on set. Also attend the film premiere with De Niro and DiCaprio and Scorsese. I mean, seriously, really the greatest thing ever. (laughs) They offered me a role in Irishman. I would have said thanks, but no thanks. You can keep. So hopefully this will be better than. Whatever that trap, <laughs> those four hours of my life that I'm never getting back. <laughs> you thought it was that bad, Mertz? I hated the. You Irish. hated the Irishman. Absolutely, movie. like one of the worst movies. Not like I thought that it was the worst movie I've seen. Definitely of like this past year. I can't see anything. Oh. Like I, you know, so like okay, yeah, like it's it's like. It's great to have a guest role. It's great to sort of hang out with Leonardo DiCaprio. All right, that part yeah. is bad. But if it's a movie that's as bad as that, I don't want to be remembered forever for even being a part of it. <laughs> okay. It 
interesting uh, thought there. Though. Yes. I was I was lucky enough to see one of the first persons to see Irishman during a SAG after screening in New York City um, with a Q&A with Pacino, De Niro, oh, cool. Scorsese. Oh, my God. It was cool. It was so Wait, cool. am I alone in that? Did you guys like The Irishman? I did. I, you know, I liked it. one of my you know? favorites. Um, yeah, could it have been shorter? Yes. Could they have the, the, you know, maybe a short, usually a director's cut is longer, mm-hmm. but, um, I think they could have made a nice shorter director's cut <laughs> from that film and probably made it a lot more viewable. Um, the, I just like, the thing is I couldn't get through it in one sitting. Okay. So like I started and I'm just like, oh, it's gotta be better than this. You know, they told me this was going to be like, you know, Goodfellas or it was going to be like Godfather. And I'm just like, this is not even a mob movie. This is like some teamster thing. Like, what is this? So then I was just like, you know what? Maybe it was a bad night. I turned it off after 30 minutes. Okay. So then I started again the next day from that point. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, God, it's not really getting any better. You know, like maybe, <laughs> maybe Wednesday's my day. Started you know, the, I'm one hour into it. Okay. I so mean, now the, this is the, the third pop, the time I'm trying to watch it. It took me five days to get through this monstrosity, you know? And <sighs> yeah, I just I don't mean, know how people did it. Well, I mean, I thought a lot of there's a lot of positives. I thought the cinematography was great. Uh, some of the acting was 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 great. I think you're yeah, more Joe leaning. Yeah, was great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe you're yeah, alluding you can't to knock the actors. You can't knock the actors for sure, but I'm saying they were not given a lot to work with. Like... And a, a lot of the younger versions kind of didn't translate as well on screen. The the visual effects to to make De Niro look younger mm-hmm. almost at times looked very cartoonish. Um, at times, so that's probably the the, the um, criticisms I have for that film. But anyway, um, sorry, sorry to sorry to uh, kill no, your no, that's uh, all right. Guest starring role, and I turned <laughs> into a why do we hate the Irishman? <laughs> you're you're so racist. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, Dave Franco has a directorial debut with Alison Brie, of course, it's his wife, uh, through IFC Films. It's called The Rental. Um, two couples embark on a weekend getaway to seemingly uh, to a seemingly perfect house they've booked online. Uh, what begins as a celebratory weekend for the friends turns into something far more sinister. Okay, so um, sounds I, like a lot of other movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of ringing a bell, you know. Um, I mean I'm curious to see. I mean we are we we already know that James Franco is a is a really good director, but let's see how his brother Dave does. Um, it's his debut. Curious to see how that trans. I love Alison Brie. Um, I think she's great on Glow. Oh, Glow is amazing. Glow was great. Chachi, did you finish season three of Glow? I'm almost like a few more episodes left. Okay, cool. That's one thing that we were talking about, Mertz, uh, of this pandemic uh, has allowed us to catch up on television shows that we've been putting off. Uh, Uh There's anything uh positive? Al, I like. I honestly don't. I don't even want to tell you how bad it's been. Like, I don't. (laughs) I don't go outside. Like. I finished a rewatch of Friday Night Lights, which is five seasons, okay? I love it. I <laughs> you it. like Friday Night Lights? Oh, my God. Five seasons I finished in four days, okay? I'm now on – I finished Tiger King in one day. I'm now on <laughs> Money Heist. I'm halfway through Tiger King, by the way. Oh, Money Heist. If you have not heard about Money Heist, better than Tiger King, better than Friday Night Lights. Okay, than, like, I got to ask you, Mertz, how have you not watched season three of Ozark? Because – we're going to talk about it. We'll save it up for next week. But here's the thing. I'll be honest with you. There's a reason why I have it. It's because I don't remember. Like, it's taken so long for this season to come out. I don't remember yeah. what happened in Ozark season two. And, like, right. I feel like it's going to be a big commitment. I'm going to have to go back and watch the finale from the last season to remember, yeah. 
then why like money ice i like getting right in on the ground floor you know and then it's like all systems go you know like yeah. i don't want to i don't want to think man like i just okay. enjoy and like there's too much going on in ozark like you have to really catch up read yeah, you the can't the, sit yeah, there listen. on your phone during the episode yep you gotta pay yeah. attention you can't just play around on your yeah. phone like i mean I, that's that it's why it's the same reason i watch wrestling man i don't want to think okay I just, <laughs> we definitely have to think with wrestling Oh, uh, we we lot, lot of stuff to talk about wrestling. So oh wait wait one more thing one more Let's thing think yeah Franco thing have either of you seen or, or has anyone here seen um Nerve? Do you ever see the movie not. Nerve? No no I haven't. Phenomenal phenomenal his like his best work I think the most underrated. Really? All the hate that I was giving Irishman, con- like counter that with love that I have for the movie Nerve and you'll see why I wow. like one movie and why I don't like the other because that is all action all writing like you never like seatbelt like never lets go you know is never released i love james and, and dave together in the the film based on the room yep yes um that that was uh, what was the title of that uh it wasn't the room it was something else the disaster artist the, thank yes. you the disaster yes. artist yes, yes thank you that was fantastic i thought they, yes. they're a good tandem well i had no idea he was married to um allison brie yes, yes. yeah that's his muse yeah yeah i'm yeah. surprised so I guess let's pivot off to television, guys. Um, yeah, here we go. all right. None of this movie stuff, okay? Like, let's get to <laughs> what matters here. Uh, well, this is on, on Netflix, but it's a film. But Netflix's upcoming film, The Selection, uh, is based on uh, Saudi Arabian filmmaker um, Haifa Al-Mansur. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correct. It's uh, based on the first entry in the Kira Cast popular book series. Dystopian future. We've seen dystopian future uh, shows before, where 35 girls are selected to move into a royal palace and compete for the prince's heart. That sounds like The Bachelor. It does. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like Facebook. <laughs> it sounds like Facebook. Do you know other girls on Facebook that do that? But, Instagram, Facebook. That's that was, the Hemsworth thing, right? I heard there was some new. Yeah, they have. Coming out. Is it the Hemsworth thing or no? There's some like uh, South Hemsworth movie coming to next place. Yeah, yeah, that that's another film. Yeah, that's not this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, obviously, uh, that's a big thing now. Is is Netflix just getting exclusive rights to movies, uh, going straight to Netflix instead of the theaters, which right now, of course, is a very popular time to do that. Yeah. Um, no, they, should also, they should also get some credit, though. Like, I mean, weren't we talking like three months ago about like, what's the future for Netflix? We have like Apple TV coming out and we have like all these new streaming services, Disney and everything. Netflix, I feel like, has gone through a major resurgence. You know, like we're not the only thing people were talking about on Apple was the morning show. OK, and now that the morning show is over and they've had their one season. Have you heard anyone bring up Apple TV like in the last? No, like, nobody. No. Not not a single person. Yeah, I mean Dickinson was with Haley Steinfeld, and of course um, I worked on um, the Servant um, um, with Rupert Grint, and uh, you know that that you know that that I'm not Shyamalan, so uh, obviously uh, that that was a good series. But yes, as far as what are people Bye. talking about? Exactly. Only the morning show, sadly. So yes, so they like, gotta get the contract going. So. Barely that. Netflix, Netflix knows what to buy. I feel like yeah. their like programming committee like really, and I don't want to spoil. I know I keep bringing up Money Heist, but there's a very interesting story about this. Like I was reading that apparently this show bombed in Spain. Okay, completely bombed. Netflix sees it and is just like, no, this is pretty good, and gives them an influx like more money to basically like come out with more seasons, which shows you that they don't even care like how the show is received if they like it then they're going to oh, continue yeah. to finance it, which means that they're like programming, like the selection committee knows where to invest in. And like, I really think it's been a really bounce back kind of year. 
for Netflix, who everybody was saying was well, dead. this has something to do with it. Idiots, um, but yeah, I mean, like, like you said, like Netflix, they um, that one show you that series yeah. was on Lifetime and it bombed, and Netflix right. takes it, puts it on, it becomes this huge thing, and they and they yeah. end up doing the second season. Exactly. That's now, a very good do, you point. That, yeah. do you think that's just because of the buzz that Netflix is now like sort of like you know when I see it on Netflix, immediately my first thought is, all right, it's going to be cool. It's on Netflix, you know, yeah, like right. really good job of like giving themselves that branding of wow if it's on netflix like i would much rather get a recommendation for a netflix show than like a, a cable network show now well, you me know? Too, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah i mean i mean if tiger king was on like um TNT, discovery that, channel that's yeah still around the like tnt yeah. tnt is still yeah, around yeah, yeah. they're on that like who would watch it you know what i mean <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Netflix, like, oh, everybody talks about it. Everybody has Netflix. Yep. So Netflix actually, uh, interesting enough, struck a deal with Boom Studios. You remember Boom Studios? They're a big uh, comic book company, um, independent comic book company, um, known for the Lumberjanes, Something is Killing the Children, Once in Future, and Mouse Guard. So these great um, graphic novels and comic books, um, not a lot of people have heard of, but it, you know, Netflix joining up with these um, independent um, comic book companies can bring these uh which already are critically acclaimed uh stories and putting them um mm -hmm. on the small screen which i think is going to be really good and again netflix very smart lock and key chachi i know you said no you haven't heard of lock and key um but it's based on a comic book from idw which is another independent comic book and that's a big hit on i think netflix somebody well. gave a, a comic book um a chance to make a um a movie or a tv show because that whole genre has been, you know, out of it for so long. Yeah. You know, like nobody <laughs> takes them seriously or anything. So I'm glad Netflix stepped up to the plate. <laughs> Netflix is the first one to do the that. The first one, yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, so there's a, a feature film called Mimetic in the works at Netflix, which is based on the Boom um, property or comic book. It stars Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and... Um, also, Batman screenwriter Mattson Tomlin are attached. So that's one of the first big ones um, on Netflix. <clears throat> also on Netflix, is um, there's a new trailer for the Damien Chazelle's upcoming series, The Eddie. It's a story of the once popular musician whose Parisian jazz club is in trouble. That's not really grabbing me, the, the synopsis, but uh, we'll just have to I wait don't know, and wait, see. What did you use at Persian nightclub? Parisian nightclub. Parisian nightclub. Oh, okay. Uh, once you thought it was Persian, you got, oh, Persian nightclub. Yeah, oh, I was Parisian. like, God, <laughs> like, you know, I had a lot of, I was just like, man. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds, you know, I mean, that sounds decent to me. As long as it's not like a medical drama or a legal thing, I'm probably going to like it. Like, right? I just, Oh, medical dramas. Anything. Oh, God. <laughs> um. Mandalorian season two. Um, we have to wait a little while for that. However, they're going to do this is really exciting a docuseries on Disney Plus based on The Mandalorian. It's called Disney Gallery The Mandalorian, eight episodes, hosted by Jon Favreau, which will showcase everything of how the conception of The Mandalorian took place, roundtable interviews with the cast and crew, behind the scenes material. This is exciting, guys. This is really exciting. Like, okay, can I can I make another confession here? Like, is it bad yeah. when we yes, talk about is. all these Star Wars movies? And like, I'm totally one of those people. I line up, I get the tickets. I don't get the tickets because I'm particularly excited about the new Star Wars movie coming. Okay. I mainly get the tickets so I can tweet that, oh, I have tickets and you don't. You know, so let's just right. let's just get that out of the way off the top. 
but I really feel like I really feel dumb when I go to see these Star Wars movies, Mandalorian uh-huh. or whatever. The same thing we were talking about with Ozark. Like I feel uh-huh. like you really have to like remember the history. And I feel like when I go in there, like I don't I don't remember who the hell Ray was. Like it doesn't make like I feel like I have to basically do this whole like it's like a weird way. It's almost like being back in college. Like I feel like I have okay. to study like all of this history to go in there so that, you know, when you come out of the theater, you don't look like a total like tool bag, like not knowing like what just happened, you know? So like, I'm going, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, right. Like, oh, can you believe like that happened? But I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, who's you know? the Luke Skywalker character? I don't there know. You go. Oh, sorry, say that again? <laughs> so, like, who's this Luke Skywalker character? Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like now that they've added all these like new people to it, you know, it's uh-huh. it's very difficult to follow. And like, I feel like people aren't admitting how hard it is to follow for fear of looking dumb, you know? And like, I, I think that's a real thing. I really do. Like, I don't think people at my work know who the hell Ray is, but I'm the only one who's open about it, you know? Okay, that's fair. Real, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you not agree? Do you not feel like we have now entered an age where <laughs> you have to study the entertainment before you consume it? That's where I feel we're That is true. Right. That is very, very yeah, true. I mean, I'll, watch, I'll watch the previous uh, movie before I go see the new one most times. Yeah. But why do we need to do that? Like, I feel like we're giving ourselves homework for something that should be it's an like two years. It's two years past the um, original release of the previous movie. Right. So by then, I mean, who remembers that kind of stuff after two years? That's right. It's the same thing for yeah. Ozark. Like, I don't remember a damn thing. I know the guy's name is Marty and I know Jason Bateman's in it. And I like the girl with the curly hair. And that's all I can tell. Right. You. <laughs> well, Julie before, Gar- which, before a by season, the way, go ahead. Yeah, well, before, that, before like a season would end like in May and the new season would be in September. So it's right. Like a, a short time frame. Now, like they drop everything on one weekend. You watch the whole thing like a damn like exactly. crackhead, and then one weekend, and you have to wait a year and a half for the next season. Uh, I think so, you have yeah. just hit the nail on the head. You are right, and I think that that's a symptom of like this whole like overconsumption, like binge watching. Like that's the yeah. part we don't think about. Is like, yeah, you watch all of you like the new season, and you're like, oh god, what did I just do? Like now I gotta wait like <laughs> right. a year and a half, which is something that not a lot of people talk about, but it makes right. you completely forget like what yeah. happened. Yeah, that's and that, completely and fair. Yeah, like part of and, and, you know part of the reason for doing that is like the people will um, watch it before you, and then they'll post spoilers about it. You know, same I with Star Wars. Like you don't that. see Star yes. Wars on opening night. You know, yes. you know somebody's going to Facebook, they're going to post about, oh, I can't believe Game like, of Skywalker Thrones. Died. So, yes. And then Game five Thrones years of The Walking Dead. Five years ago, people yep. posted Walking Dead spoilers. They don't yeah. do it anymore, thank God. And no well, one watches it anymore, that's why. I know. For, any, for anyone listening to this, if you don't remember what happened on Ozark last season before you watch the new one, if you don't remember what happened in the last Star Wars movie before you go and see the new one, no one is judging you here, okay? No one is judging you. We're all like that, but nobody says it, okay? Like, don't feel like you have this pressure to be cool, to rewatch the whole thing. Just go and watch it for what it is, period. End of my, <laughs> end of my PSA. I love it. Now, <laughs> there are usually, like, um, usually you can find different... has that problem. Oh. What, Chaji? Now, you usually can find different uh, videos on YouTube that people would do recaps of the previous season, which helps out a lot, yeah. which I've done recaps that before. Help. And actually, Netflix does have some of the recap um, trailers. They have recap trailers. In, th- in fact, for Ozark, yeah. merch you well, can for watch. Shows I really enjoy, like, yeah. um, like shows like I, Stranger I, Things I, that I really enjoy. I watched, I watched the whole previous season again right before the new season comes out. Just I just to feel re- like refresh you're creating myself. a lot of like work for yourself, you know. Like, and, I mean, that, and I mean, that's fine. Like, I mean, I think that's totally fine. I'm not judging you for it. I'm just saying <laughs> that like it's just a new way of watching TV, where like right. you have to do this homework before you can enjoy the show. Like, you know. And you were saying earlier that like you're you don't know anyone who like you know doesn't know Star Wars well. Then 
you're living in a much more fantastical land than I am. All right. Because like <laughs> no one in my circle knows what the yeah. hell happened on the like the last two Star Wars movies. Yeah. yeah. And, like, well, and, like, maybe. Go back, and then we would go back and watch the last season of Three's Company before the new season came out. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you. Like, and, like, back then, yeah, like back then shows like, like, um, like a serial, like you didn't have to know the, the previous season like you do now. Like, like, back and watch. Um, what's, the, what's the show? From? Well, those are still, those are standalone episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if somebody has yeah. standalone episodes. Big Bang Theory. Even Big Bang Theory. No one's going to care. Exactly. The previous season. Like yeah. usually well, whatever happened big was in the final episode anyways of the previous season. But it's just. It's exactly. Just, like, I don't know. Do you watch Better Call Saul? Do any of you I watch love it? That's okay. Chachi's show. Okay, but it's it's the same thing though, right? Like it's like yeah. I really want to. I love the show, and I really want to like really absorb every episode. I know we yeah. only have one more left, but I really feel like I'm now at a point where I even have to watch last week's episode because I really want to soak in the yeah. new. You know, like what is this culture? Like I signed up to enjoy a one-hour show. I didn't know <laughs> that I was like signing my life away into watching this episode so yeah. I can enjoy this one more. Yeah. You know, and then you wonder like why the hell you're single? Well. I'm just watching TV, like, all day. I'm not even watching new shows. Yeah. I'm watching stuff from, like, 2016 so I can remember, you know? That's true. With Better Call Saul, I got to watch the, um, each episode usually twice a week. And then and then for the next season, really? I'll go back and watch, like, the final three episodes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we talked about Queeby. We talked about Queeby last week, so maybe this will be more your alley. We're the episodes, only ones that did. Episodes are only <laughs> 10 minutes yep. long. Um. Last week, it was a very dismal 300,000 downloads. Now it's up to 1.7 million downloads. Doing a little better than the previous uh, uh, numbers. Um, and the owners like deleting it and downloading it again over and over again. That's, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine anybody downloading that shit. That's Katzenberg, yeah. So, uh, Chachi, I know you're not going to be uh, subscribing to Quibi, but 4.99 for ad-supported streaming and 7.99 for ad-free. So, um, Five bucks to see ads. <laughs> yeah, because if you think about the ads, it's a ten-minute episode. You put the all the ads, ads in the yeah. episode. <laughs> and actually, Al, I can actually, I can actually offer you a lot of insight on this subject. Um, yes. Where I work at CTV News, they have signed an exclusive with Quibi, so we're like the exclusive oh, yeah. like news and sports network for the Quibi app. Um, and so it's been very interesting because it's a whole different. Like I work for like a news show. And they've actually hired a separate staff to produce these 10-minute newscasts uh, for Quibi. And it's been fascinating to see how we're changing, like, our daily news show that's on TV versus, like, what they're doing. It's, like, quicker, faster, more right. graphics. And I do feel like no matter what happens with the Quibi experiment, I do think it's going to change the landscape. You know, like, yeah. I do think that it's it's going to make things, like, tighter and shorter. And, like, it's playing to this whole, like, attention, like, ADD deficit disorder. Right. Yeah, we have YouTube already, though. You know, YouTube it's was true. We it was the you know previously. I mean, they had Cobra Kai, which is one of the best things to come out of yeah um, uh, YouTube Premium. But um, we'll see how Quibi does. I'm not subscribing. I'm not sold on it yet. Yeah. <laughs> HBO actually is making 500 hours of premium content available for free. If you don't have HBO, now's your lucky day. Catch up on The Wire, Sopranos, Veep, Succession, Six Feet Under, Ballers, Barry. List goes on and on. Um, Check it out. Um, and on Hulu, um, the movie Parasite, which uh, obviously won Best Picture at the Oscars, uh, became available for streaming exclusive. It actually broke records um, for the most streaming, um, one of the most, most watched movies ever on Hulu. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. So congratulations. I think that the most watched movie on Hulu would have, to have subtitles. 
subtitles. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. But it, it was definitely a really, yeah. really good and unique movie. They are breaking ground. They are breaking. So we're, we can we can all agree that Parasite was amazing, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Groundbreaking, that, innovative, that different, original, um, thought-provoking. Uh, man, it's just so many, so many words, and, and had that uh, had that huge twist. I good, I love a good twist in a movie. Yeah, I, I do too. Twist, so. I yeah, and everything I love yeah. in a film, you know. Weren't they talking about doing like an American remake for some reason? I don't think they should yeah. do that. They shouldn't. I didn't hear that. Should. Yeah. that. Yes, yes. It doesn't work because there's no like caste system in the U.S. Like like there is in uh, Korea and other countries, you know. Right. Where where um living maids are, are you know that's not as common. That's common in the Philippines and other countries, but in Korea yeah. Korea it works. But oh, you would translate. Okay, not since uh, Mr. Belvedere and Facts of Life have they had that in America. Okay, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Well, know then you should you should also watch like on the same like sort of like class system again. Netflix, there's a movie called The Platform, amazing. Totally okay. talks about like yeah, it's really good. It's like it's basically this like prison in a column, right? So like two people are in one cell, and then you know after like a month, you like they put you to sleep and you wake up on a different floor, and you never know like what floor you're gonna be on. Why is this interesting? Because at the at the top of this like you know column, they prepared this like it. buffet of food. Have you heard about this yet or no? No, but I, I think you're ruining the whole movie, aren't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this is all in the synopsis, man. It's all okay, the okay, okay. So they bring this like <laughs> they bring this like buffet of food, okay, and then whoever's at the top gets to like eat first, right? And then the food goes to the next level, and so the next level has to just eat the leftovers from what the level above it left over, right? And wait, it's wait, wait, wait. Is this a remake like, of Human Centipede? Uh, no, no. But it's not about the food, right? It's about, it's yeah. this like political yeah. commentary on like the class yeah. system. Um, and, and you would, yeah. it's just, it really goes in a lot of different directions. Uh, I think you'd really like it. Is this like okay. a, another um, foreign film? It is. I'm really on a kick here. I'm really on a okay. kick here. All right. yeah. Yeah, good. Good. I don't trust um, our own filmmakers anymore, you know? Like, after the <laughs> Irishman, who blames me? <laughs> uh, so AMC's uh, Walking Dead star Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan, obviously. Um, of course, we have to wait for the finale Walking Dead, which we talked about last week. We're all distraught about that. However, Negan himself will be hosting a weekly talk show with his wife, Hilary Burton Morgan. Um, you might know her from One Tree Hill. Uh, which will actually originate from their farm in upstate New York. So they're going the uh, talk show route. I guess it's a way for them to keep busy during uh, this. I mean, obviously, like I said, very few productions are going on. Podcasts, podcasts like ours, WWE, talk shows, things that you can do social distancing and still work. Those are things that are still going on. So um, <clears throat> Fox has renewed um, – 911 uh, for season four and 911 Lone Star for season two. So for your fans of 911, you'll be happy to know. If you're a fan of God Friended Me, sadly that season, um, that show has been canceled after the second oh, no. season. Are you, are you are you sad about God Friended Me, Chachi? I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know the premise? I can't believe they named a show that. Like I refuse. As soon as I saw a show was coming out with that title, I was like, Well, I'm not yeah. watching it. I don't care what it's about. That's just the stupid title well right. the it's about an outspoken atheist whose life is turned upside down when he receives a friend request on social media from god and as unwittingly becomes an agent of change in the lives and destinies of others so i don't know <laughs> just call it something else you yeah. know they had um 
they had another one like that. What was that show with that? It's, oh, this is a weird. You were talking about Three's Company earlier. Yeah. They kid who's like what's the, what's the kid's name Ritter who did like he did Joan of Arcadia or whatever you know yeah, that other Jay- Ritter kid oh, yeah. the, the son of Jason of John yes. Ritter, Jason Ritter yes. right Jason he Ritter? was on a he was on another like God show that didn't last that also had several title changes oh it's gonna scare I'm gonna look it up in a second but yeah same thing same as what you're saying it had um it had a very religious title and they changed it because of like the backlash mm-hmm. didn't make a difference it was also the show was cut. All right. I got to figure out what the show was. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, yes. uh, look it up. Yeah. Uh, so ABC announced its summer programming schedule, including the final season of Agents of Shield. I started with Agents of Shield in season one, but uh, got a little bored of it, sadly. But it's got one last rise. The final Marvel television series that will air, as you know, um, MCU and all the properties, TV, movies are are now going to Disney Plus. So. You will, not, you will not see any more Marvel television shows on other networks other than Disney Plus going forward. Um, and this kind of ties into reality television as ABC is uh, starting a Disney family sing-along one-hour musical medley show hosted by Ryan Seacrest. That's awesome. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a special uh, airing on April 16th. A lot of celebrities and their families will be belting out tunes at home with an audience. So this is another wow. show that works with the... Uh, the whole, uh, you know, Skype pandemic. Uh, uh, pandemic or, you know, Zoom or whatever. Um, <laughs> and if Ryan uh, Seacrest wasn't busy enough, um, American Idol, Mertz, what are your thoughts? They're actually oh, continuing man. American Idol. That very different. Both, yes. Yeah, okay. Remote, a lot, okay. A lot, to say, a lot to say on this topic. Yes, about, please. I, do, I did figure out that. So that Jason Ritter show, uh-huh. the original name of it was the gospel of kevin and then they changed it after backlash to kevin probably saves the world didn't make a difference oh. saw an angel or something like you know same sort of premise as um the friended me show god friended me right but again right. you know didn't go anywhere american idol yes so to say so much to say so basically <laughs> what they're doing is they're gonna have the judges now at their homes katie perry and brian and like you know lionel richie all at their homes yep. The finalists are going to be performing in their, like, living room, basement, like, whatever. Um, oh. And then basically, wow. Ryan's still going to be on stage in L.A. in the studio. So it's basically going to be, like, Ryan on stage. Hey, let's go to Al. And in a setup just like the one you have right now for Below the Belt, you'll then just I'll be start singing. singing. Yeah. <laughs> and then what makes it even weirder is then they're going to go. when she goes. Yeah, right. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> this opens up so many questions. And for me, so dog. Advantages, disadvantages. <laughs> let's, say, let's say you're like a tech guy. Let's say you have better lighting. Right, guy right. who's in like Iowa, okay? Or like right, right. instruments. Are you gonna? Are you allowed to make your own stage? Are you allowed to like? Let's say. Let's say I have a gospel choir as my neighbors. Can I bring them in for my advantage? Like, what are the? As long as they're six feet apart. Yeah. Yes. Outside your window. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna change the landscape, man. Like. <laughs> This goes well. I think we could see this really change. Will the they have a, a a crew member at their homes? Or are they self taping? Completely self taping. Probably yeah, self taping. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure yeah. they're told what to do, you know, or they're sent equipment, you know, because they don't want American Idol, even if it is during quarantine, to look right. bad. So they're probably going to send them equipment to put up and tell them how to put it up and all that stuff. Oh, okay. I would assume. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be just bargain basement level. It's too, I, it's too risky. Oh, I mean, American I Idol was off the air for how many years? Only one. 
Only one year, right? One, one or year? two. <laughs> one or, or, it was one or two. It was one or two. It was Trent Harmon won the last one on Fox, and then I think there was a one-year, two-year break, and then they brought in yeah. ABC took it over. Right. So really, well, it yeah, hasn't been they were, they were off the air. Just go off the air for another year. Who cares? Instead yeah. of like, doing all this bullshit with people in their own homes singing and stuff. Well, well they, already, they already played the first half of the season, shot. That's true. Oh, they did? Yeah, that didn't yeah. matter to Big Brother Canada. Big Brother Canada, like, four weeks into it, just cut bait, and that was it, you know? So yep. I think, so I don't think it's that. But, like, I've seen two arguments on this. One is that this is going to be good. It's going to be groundbreaking. It's going to change. Mm-hmm. Because at the heart of the day, like, what is the premise of American Idol? It's that your next-door neighbor could be Jennifer Hudson. Your next-door neighbor could be Kelly Clarkson. This sort of takes it to its root level, you know? Like, there are no frills here. There is no makeup. There is no, like, lighting, you know? This is purely what this show is. Does America still have an appetite to see the guy next door make it big? We're going <laughs> to no. find out. There is no production no. here. So, you know, was this a, was this a drummed-up concept for us, for the masses? Or at its root level, is this a show that we can all get behind? That's why it's going to be so powerful to see how this plays out. Well, what's the last um, winner who has really did anything? No, no, they never had. Like, when I, can you even remember, like, any of the voice winners? Can you remember the Not last? the voice. One? No, um, American Idol. I, no, but same. It's the same oh, thing. Yeah, voice, like, the yeah. last one, Idol, same thing, you know? Like, like Adam um, Lambert was the last one that did anything, right? Phil right. Phillips, I think, was the last one that Phil I Phillips, remember. I would say. Um, Phil yeah. Phillips is what I would say. That yeah. made an impact. After yeah. Adam Lambert? No, uh, no, no, that was a little later. I remember because he had two names of the exact same name. (laughs) And he had one big song, right? The home song really hit it big. Yes, yeah, Yeah, that was that was actually good song. Very, very talented. Uh, uh, What do you think? Rupert doing? He's still going around touring. Which one? Rupert. Rupert. Was that his name? Was it Rupert? Passed away. Uh, Ruben. Was it Ruben? No, Ruben Stutter. Stutter. No, no, Stutter. Ruben Stutter. Ruben. No, he's still alive. He's still alive. He did the biggest. He's still singing. He's sorry for two thousand four. Yeah. That was a good song. I, Ruben's I thought, still yeah, alive, Chachi. No, yeah, I don't think alive. he died. I said he's still around. I miss that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Loser. I can confirm he did The Biggest Loser, like to lose weight. I know that okay. he did After right. Idol, yes. <laughs> I like him. I like what do you so think like of the um, contestants so far, Mertz, uh, on American Idol? Do you think there's any standouts there? If I'm if I'm being perfectly honest with you, no. Like they're all it's all cookie cutter, man. But that's why yeah. I'm excited now. This is why I'm excited because now right. this new twist is going to really separate things. So I have a renewed interest in seeing how this plays out because what yeah. I like about reality I, watch. I like the new same things. way I wanted to watch Saturday Night Live, which yes. talked up earlier. I just how are they gonna do this? You know everything is different now. Like I'm just you know, this is like whatever. We're on like season forty of Survivor, we're on like whatever season, like whatever it is of Idol. We're on like almost season thirty or something of like Amazing Race. Like it's the same yeah. thing over and over and over again. I what I what I think COVID might bring us, you know, like inherently is like a change to the system, like a change yeah. to the wheel, you know? And that's what I'm interested in seeing how this plays out, starting with Idol. What I find the most interesting about this Idol story is that The Voice has not confirmed what their plan is. I think they were waiting to see what Idol was going to do because their finale Uh, is the same week, right? Now, is The Voice going to capitalize on Idol sort of doing the stay-at-home thing? Could they try and do something different? You know, so that's what I want to see out. There's like this. They have to do the same thing Idol's doing, though. I don't think they have a choice. Well, I mean, you could still do it from home, but maybe they add some kind of like new twist because they already know what Idol's plan is now. Idol can't go back. They've already committed. They've already issued the press release. Voice now has the advantage of seeing that and saying, hey, here's what they're doing. Why don't we do this? You know, that's what that's the story you're going to see play out this week. Yeah, we're going to have to wait to check yeah. that out. Changes with the Bachelorette. So now that, you know, 
with the Bachelor Bachelorette, they go to different countries to kind of you know spark up the romance with the contestants. Now they're thinking of just shooting in one resort, um, which obviously is due to COVID. They can't shoot. But um, I was wondering if they decide to do that, are they aren't they still violating the the uh, quarantine rules? Yeah, I <laughs> doing that with the six six feet apart, uh, nonetheless. But uh, I don't know. Um, kind of be interesting I, though. See, like, will they get will they get COVID or will they get herpes? Like, you don't know. <laughs> Like I'll, I'll watch it for that. So can I just say, Nick and I, my husband Nick and I just started watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Just okay. because. Um, we love those sort of like trashy romance. Yeah, you know, yeah. Did videos. you watch the new one? Listen to and your heart. No, we. Okay. We Don't watch. So. Whatever's available on Amazon Prime and like, okay. and like clicking. But we we just um we're in the middle of the JoJo Bachelorette season. Oh yes. Have any of you guys seen it? <laughs> yes. Okay. The, okay. That's the one with um Aaron Rodgers' brother, right? Aaron Rodgers' brother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and oh, so you're catching up. Do not tell me okay. the ending. Do not tell me the nope. ending. But the Chad, okay, that dude. Oh, Chad. That's <laughs> favorite contestant like, on the back. Yes. There's no way it's fake. Like, the producers oh, are oh. telling him to blow it up. But then my husband looked into him, and, like, he's been arrested. Oh, for yeah. Oh, I can, and, like, man, he's the real deal. He's the real he deal. Is, I can I can give you firsthand knowledge of this. So he okay. was on – he did – um. what's that show? Uh, X on the Beach. X on the Beach yeah. on TV, right? Okay. Okay. So my friend from Survivor was on that show with Chad. And so he invited me to the premiere party. And so Chad obviously was there. And I was obviously like, oh, my God, this is the guy. Like, the same, I'm having the same reaction that you did because I had seen it before you. So I'm like, this can't be real. This can't. Right. I am telling you right now, totally legit. Totally, oh, totally legit. I mean, if he... I will tell you that, like, if he, if you're in his circle, like, if you're like friends with him, then he's sort of like, then he's, then he's kind of normal. But I mean, to the public, even with no cameras, that is him. He's unapologetic. Okay. Yeah. But well, he was yeah. on, um, was that Bachelor in Paradise? And, yeah. Like, there's this, there's this one, um, girl on there who had one arm. And yes. I mean, oh. on the show, Sarah Harry on the Sarah show Harris. went out of their way, not yes. to mention the one arm, you know? Right. But he, he got into a fight with her and he's like, Oh, this one arm bitch and stuff, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my, my god, <laughs> yeah, it was like the, wow. it was like a horrible thing, and like, and everybody's just looking at him like, oh my god, I felt so bad for. Her. But we tried <laughs> to get him on the show before, and like, I was emailing him back and forth, and it never materialized, and he was kind of crazy on there too, so hey, it's a loose yeah. cannon. You got to yeah, be careful he's about definitely that crazy. Yeah, yeah. He does, I mean, that's interesting to me. He does. Um, I know he does a lot of like press, so that that's interesting. Maybe you just caught him on a bad day. Like, I can't see him saying. <laughs> no, yeah. Right. I don't know. They're going a little different with the Bachelorette with Claire Crawley. And oh, of course, the best, the best. Yeah. So, um, and that's the older, old, going a little older. Most Bachelorettes are in their twenties. Uh, they're going a little. She's like late thirties. So but it's a she, little, she, little twist. Al, she is she is Bachelor royalty to this franchise. This is what yeah. all fans have wanted for so long. So yes, I think it's a different situation. Really? Well, why, why do you call her Bachelorette royalty? Because she's she's been on the show so many times. She's done not only like has she done like you know the Bachelorette, but then she also. But doesn't did, that show that she's undateable for being What's on that? so many times? Doesn't that show that she's undateable if she's been on so many times? Well, I mean, we watch the challenge with like those guys that are on like every single year, you know. So it's I don't okay. know. I feel like certain people are the show, and she's one of those yeah. things that's like you know she's up there with like. Trista and Ryan and like you know okay. uh, John Paul and like all these guys that have like one names in the Bachelor lore. 
Claire is definitely one name only, okay? So this is definitely <laughs> one. I mean, I'm more excited for this season than I have been in a long, long time. Because yeah. I just like her. Like, I think she's a good personality, you know? Right. She's not she going to turn like 39 a few weeks ago. God, they had on the 39? Last she's almost yeah. 40. Wow. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, Marks, what did you think of The Last Bachelor, uh, Pilot Pete? Uh, <laughs> I, I need... I need a little like uh, I need a little um, shot of something in my coffee, and that guy was giving me nothing. That guy wasn't even giving me coffee; he was just giving me like water. Okay, like I need a little <laughs> bit of personality, you know? Um, yeah, the, the so, most personality was the scar on his forehead after you. Yeah, cut it. I was not down. No, I was not down. That is not reality TV to me. That is like the Irishman on a reality show. Is what that was to me. <laughs> Man, I think. The, well, well he's the mo- somebody else from the from the bathroom, isn't he now? Is he dating someone else now? Yeah, he was dating, that. um, who was it? I think that just came out today, as a matter of okay, fact. Okay, who's he dating now? It was, I just saw this story that you're referring to. Okay. Uh, you guys are too funny. Which is hysterical because he... Kelly? <laughs> Kelly. So he actually... Yeah, Kelly, yeah. So, so Vanessa, it's crazy because, well, we're can we talk about talk, the results Vanessa, of this on. one? Yeah. So <laughs> Pilot Pete gets this like perfect girl that the family adores and loves and getting along with Sawyer. She's beautiful and, hot and, like, yeah, and hot and great personality. Um and is willing to have sex before marriage, but yet right. Pete wants something that he can't he get. He can't have, yeah. He can't have. So he, he chooses the girl that's wishy washy about him, whose yes. pa- parents don't love or no, don't no, like. No, parents hate. Okay, the parents hate. The mother really? definitely hated it. Oh my and god, the still, mother still chose them right on the air like this is gonna fail. Yeah, this is gonna break your heart like right there on the on the finale show. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like she really despised her. Oh you know? my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, moving on. So we got some um, Mass Singer news. So Gordon Ramsay will be among the first guests on After the Mask. They're ha- gonna have a after show for the Mass Singer. Um, oh, thank God. That's what you need. I I enjoy I enjoy the master. I think Ken Jeong is hysterical. Really? I like the banter between him and uh, uh, the judges. Um, but now they're going to have an after show. Um, Merch, are you watching the Masked Singer? Well, I don't know, Al. You're really making me question your like loyalty right now because if you are a Survivor <laughs> fan, you cannot support the Masked Singer, right? The Masked Singer is going to hurt Survivor tremendously. Okay? Oh, because it's, it's the exact same time slot. Yeah, and like Survivor, okay. like I mean, it also has the challenge, and it has Mass Singer. Mass Singer is really like is really hurting it right now, you know. So oh no, I didn't even my know that. Answer, no, I am Survivor, born and bred. All right, it is okay. my blood. It is like what <laughs> runs through my veins. Okay, so I cannot, I I cannot. No, I cannot weigh in on the Mass Singer. It is not going to get any of the world's foremost reality TV experts. <laughs> So you complain about the Irishman for being three yeah. hours. Yeah. You watched 20 seasons of the um, Survivor. Um, I've watched I've watched every season, every season, like all 40 seasons, including this one. Oh, 40 seasons. I mean, I'm sorry. 40 seasons. Yeah, I've yeah, watched 40, every yeah. season at least three times. Yes. Three times. I am obsessed. Is there a, is there a high rewatch Jesus. value of Survivor? I no. feel like it's. Really? I feel like it's a one and done kind of. If you know, if you really like, if you really watch it, if you really, really like glean what you can get from the show, it will change how you like just operate on a daily basis. You know, like when I went to start a new job, the first thing I did was I went sort of like to the cafeteria and I'm like, who can I trust here and who can I not? You know, (laughs) when I go to like the copier and it breaks, I'm like, all right, who who looks like they're good with their hands? Because I'm not touching this thing. If it breaks, they're going to blame me. So it has really had... A profound effect <laughs> on the way that I like just live my day to day life, and I just 
honestly, like, if you don't watch that show, I don't have time for you in my life. So, <laughs> well, that's why we brought we're, you we're on. Yeah. Let's, let's save Survivor no, Talk for Eliza. Yes, before I know. That, sorry. I'll, okay. But you know what you're getting when you bring me. Before that, have you, have you ever tried out for the show? Oh, Chachi, go ahead. Have you ever tried out for the show before? Well, that is an interesting uh, question, Mr. Chachi. Um, the the whole thing is um, I had a reality show that aired on Global in Canada, which is the same network that airs Big Brother Canada and Survivor. So technically, even though they have now opened it as of last season to Canadian applicants, I'm in a weird I'm in a weird position, right? Because like I I can't do Big Brother Canada. I've already been told because it's too similar to like the show that I had, mm-hmm. and I feel like it would be the same thing. And also like. I don't want to, I'm one of those people that lives by the principle of ignorance is bliss, okay? I would rather live with the hope that I will one day get on the show and never apply, than apply (laughs) and then sit here and ruminate about how I didn't get on, you know? I live in bliss. I live in bliss. Right, right. I can never say, say, oh, you know what I would do if I was on Survivor? I would do this. No, I can't Mm -hmm. say that because I didn't get on. Now, this way... Oh, if if I ever get on, here's what I would do. You see, do you see how the messaging changes? Okay. Yes. That's a good point. So, the Survivor, two-time Survivor player Eliza Orleans will be joining us momentarily. A couple things just to uh, throw out here. Uh, so, Food Network is ordering um, some special episodes of Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives, which will be very similar to what we're doing here. Um, video chat with Guy Fieri. And um, local, his favorite chefs, uh, to oh, see how they're doing. So Are you in the cr- That yes. is one that's not going to work in this new era. Okay, sorry. That like, won't work. No. no. Not a chance. Like what? a lot You're of people. Face- a lot of people are cooking now, being quarantined. You know. So you what? Think- like the, so no? the person who owns the diner, their like wife is going to hold the FaceTime while he's like making chicken wings, and then guy's going to say, "Hey, like how hot is the stuff? Like that? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see how how that translates. No, but I'm curious. I'm calling it right now. That one's going to bomb. That one is not going to work. <laughs> one thing that is working are the concerts, like the. Artists and musicians collaborating, which I think is great. They're having a really awesome one. Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, Halsey, and stars from New Jersey. As New Jersey is one of the um, U.S. states that's been uh, affected the most from the pandemic. Um, it's the New Jersey Pandemic Relief Fund, um, which they'll all be performing um, v- via video, the same way we're doing it here. Um, other performers include Tony Bennett, um, also... No, John Stewart won't be making an appearance. Kelly Ripa. Snore, snore. Why don't we get some like relevant artists? Where's like Billie Eilish, right? Like, why don't we get some like people that people actually know who they are? Tony Bennett. It's 2020. Okay, I'm sorry. People that are watching this do not know who in the hell Tony Bennett is. Well, you got Halsey, and I think well, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, a you Jer- okay. it's a Jersey themed. Uh, okay. uh, John Bon Jovi is all about Jersey. Halsey's people from know, Jersey. People know Bon Jovi. No, people know Bon Jovi, okay? Yeah. I'm just Bruce saying there's a, line. there's a line, Al. There's a line. But yeah, uh, there was one with Billie Eilish just, um, I think, a few weeks ago. I think uh, Billie Eilish teamed up with a lot of huge artists. I forgot the name of it, but we did talk about it here on Below the Belt Show. Tony Bennett, I'm sorry. You know, like, I know there's people listening to this that are, like, big Tony Bennett fans. Yeah. Your, the sun is done, my friend, okay? Just call it a night. Like, it's over. <laughs> I like it. I think it's good to keep him Aww. around. I'm no, I'm not saying like I'm not saying like go and like anything happened to him. I'm just saying that like you know. No, I I know. But I'm I just saying that important. like it's time to let like you know the young blood have their time in the sun. You know. They'll always have their time. Yeah. I think it's good to highlight the old the old ones. Yeah. yeah. Is, is, Look, that being a, 
Stop being an ageist. Tony Bennett, if Tony Bennett wants to be wheeled out and perform on this new American Idol or whatever, all right, maybe he's <laughs> worth like a song or two, okay? But it's not about him anymore. <laughs> all right. So be- before we bring on uh, Eliza Orleans, Chachi, you're going to take us up to a-, a classic cut break. So Chachi, what's the classic cut? Actually, we got to put that on hold. Never mind. Oh, here we go. All right. all right, let's go ahead and bring her on. Hold on. All right, there here she, she comes. All right, guys. Hey. We welcome to Below the Belt Show, attorney extraordinaire, reality TV personality extraordinaire from CBS Survivor and the amazing race, and a good friend of mine, the wonderful, the amazing Eliza Orleans. Eliza, good to have you on our quarantine edition of Below the Belt Show. Hi, really good to be here. I mean, I, I wish I were anywhere else except for in my apartment where I've been for the last 33 days. But other than that, I'm really happy to be chatting yes. with you guys. But you, of course, right? yes, of course, Scott. But you, of course, you recognize some of the panelists through our introductions. You already know one of the guys here, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> we have to bring on the foremost reality TV ex- expert, Merch Jaffer, to join the panel. We'd also like to introduce you to my co-host, Chachi McFly, the king of the 80s. What's going on? Also, Hi. the wonderful and talented actress, singer extraordinaire, Vanessa Meadows. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. You <laughs> too. So, Eliza, first of all, obviously, you mentioned quarantine for 33 days. How is it in Manhattan? Obviously, we're, we're not, um, the three of us aren't in New York. Myself, Chachi, Vanessa, and Mertz are in Toronto and Maryland, respectively. What's it like in Manhattan right now with dealing with the pandemic? Um, you know, we're in one of the like epicenters of COVID right now. So there are just, you know, tons of people infected, tons of people dying. Um, it's, I think it's, it's something that people are starting to take as seriously as they need to be. But I think there was a bit of time there where we should have been locking down in a much more serious way um, early on and could have prevented thousands of deaths. And there are still things that our elected leaders could be doing to prevent more people from dying. But, um, you know, day after day, like it seems like we're headed in the right direction now, finally. How do you think uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo is handling um, everything going on in New York? Um Listen, compared to Trump, um, I think that that's a pretty easy comparison to to make someone look good. But, um, you know, Cuomo has the opportunity to be a hero right now. He could do a bunch of things such as, you know, releasing thousands of people from our jails and prisons, which are one of the highest infection rates in the world right now. And if he were to do that, he would save so many thousands of lives. You know, there are people who are aging, who are medically vulnerable, and he could release them um, who are not just going to be infecting themselves, but, but you know, getting the people who work in our jails and prisons infected and their families and the communities and going to the same hospitals. And, and so he has a real opportunity right now. And, and I hope that, you know, all the calls from advocates and activists and, and folks um, will resonate with him and he will do the right thing. Yeah. Talk, talk a, a lot about a lot on his shoulders right now as governor is the number one um, state affected by the pandemic. So man, my heart, yes. my hat, hat goes off to you, to governor Cuomo for handling, handling it very, very difficult, I imagine. So, but we want to change the tune a little bit, uh, put a little smiles on our faces because Mertz has been dying to talk about Survivor 40. Man. Uh, yeah. And if we could start with that, Eliza, because you're a two-time sure. player, 
of that game. And um, first of all, wow, Mertz, uh, I know you're excited to talk about this. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna start with a very controversial thing, like right off the top. Okay, like everyone knows, Eliza knows, I'm here for the game. Okay, I always complain about the family visit. Everybody always gives me, oh, you weren't there. You don't know how much we missed them. Whatever, whatever. Okay, fine. I get that I'm in the minority on that. But 30 minutes of the greatest season in the history of the game was spent on the family visit. I, I thought it was a little bit much, okay? And then they rushed the second half to try and get all that game in there to compensate for it. I wasn't down. I didn't like it. Uh, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Eliza has a different opinion on this because we fight about the the family visit every single season. So yeah, but so so for, let's mention uh, to, to of course Chachi Vanessa. This was the first time in Survivor history that the loved ones uh, were on the show, but it wasn't a challenge. Everybody on all the remaining contestants and even the contestants on Extinction Island got to see their loved ones, and not only just one loved one, an unprecedented um, two to three loved ones. I think they could bring up the Three four. to four family, yeah, four family four members, mm-hmm. um, which I'm surprised some um, contestants only picked like one person to, to join them. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it was the first time we saw entire families uh, on uh, Survivor. So Eliza, what were your thoughts on that? Um, so Mertz knows I love the family visit. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm. I, I mean, I don't know. Call me a sap. I love the family visit. I like totally understand up. the up. feeling of it. Oh, I. I mean, tears <laughs> always. I mean, I think yeah. back to when I was told that I was going to have a family visit. No, I. I was told I was going to have a Skype call with my mom. You know, our our loved ones were there on video, and we got to have like a one minute chat with them. And I, I said to somebody, I feel like they're here, but Jeff like really like played it so well and convinced us and had us do the one minute thing. And, and he's like, all right, you're competing in a memory challenge for like a one hour chat with your loved one. And I was like, memory challenge, got this. Um, so I was excited. <laughs> and then, uh, but Julie was really tough competition, but I beat her in a tiebreaker. And, um, and then Jeff goes, Eliza, like, wouldn't it be better if your mom were here? Susan, come on out. And I was like, what? No, oh my God. And I just start like bawling, bawling. And it's, I mean, I've gone longer in my life without seeing my mom. Like I've, you know, I'm not like a person who cries every time I see my family. It's just, I, there is something about the total deprivation out there where you are like emotionally deprived, physically deprived, you're exhausted, you're hungry. Like think about your worst day, how emotional you are at the end of a day. If like you haven't slept the night before and you're hungry, like you're hangry, you know, you're like, but multiply that times like a hundred or times 30 days of it or or whatever it was when, when our, when our loved ones came out and like the, it's just an overwhelming emotional experience. But for once, I actually will agree with Mertz that, like, if they were going to spend 30 for minutes once. on it, then give us a two-hour episode That's or something. Exactly. There you go. I was really frustrated that I didn't understand entirely, like, why the vote went down the way it did, why the lines were drawn the way they were, exactly. how we ended up with, like, a thing, how Jeremy knew he had to leave. Like, and I just wish, like, Mertz is right. Like, I so cherish, like, watching these amazing players play. Yeah. It sucks to, to like 
feel shortchanged on that. But I love watching the family visit stuff. I just wish the episode had been two hours. Yeah, no, I, I can I can co-sign that too. Like if they had extended the episode by the half an hour that we lost in the family visit, then I'm totally down. But like the other thing that's understated about this episode is how good it was. Like that was one of the best tribals I've seen. Again, this season, it's really delivering. And Eliza is right. We just didn't get to see all of the politics behind what happened. And I feel like we definitely were deprived of seeing that, you know? Yeah, my thoughts are, you know, the whole family visit challenge is a challenge. And obviously they want to reward everybody. They're, you know, winners. They're all winners in this game. So everyone got to spend time with their families. But just to see the emotion when um, some of the contestants aren't able to spend time with their loved ones, that, that kind of added a little twist of drama. And of course, when well, you they're not pick- voting people out this season. So, like, yeah. why bother not making some people not get a family visit? Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know. But they had no choice. They had no choice to have those. Like, they wouldn't have gotten half these people back unless there was some sort of guarantee that, you know, you're out first. Like, that's it. See ya. You know, like, I feel like they had no other choice but to do the Edge of Extinction thing to get the caliber of the people. that You would have never seen Amber on this show had they not done that. You would have not. You, I, you probably uh, would have. Okay. Prob, you know, like Sandra, you would have seen because she had no interest in the Edge of Extinction. But I feel right. like a lot of them you would not have seen. Ethan, like, what? Like, is there any point in going back? and risking your legacy as a million-dollar winner by being the first kicked off on an all-winners, like, Hunger Games type of season. Yes, because it's two million instead of one million. <laughs> but also, first, man, like, to I me right yeah. now, I, like, you know, you walk into a mall and you say, I am a former Survivor winner. Right, now, right. all these people are going to have to go in the same mall and say, yeah, I won Survivor back in 2004. Oh, how'd you do on this new one? Well, I, I, I was voted off first. Like, it's not the same, you know, it doesn't have the same ring to it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Especially the queen, Sandra. Yeah. My gosh. Talk about like some of the worst gameplay I've ever seen ever on Survivor. As uh, giving up an immunity idol, which I don't know. And uh, but you know, Denise is still in there. So. <laughs> Wait, are we, are we no, more you your co-host? Because I feel like we just really turned this into like Survivor 101. <laughs> no, I'm like, no. I have a question I want to ask. Yes, yes please. <laughs> <laughs> so Eliza, when you won that time with your mom one on one, um, were there other family members there oh, just in case? Like what happened what happened to everyone else's like on standby family members? They got to come out and give everyone a hug and then they had to go. Okay. Oh and then, but then it was a surprise and they actually um let, like we ended up competing <clears throat> in the immunity challenge with our loved ones. Oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, I think personally, I cannot handle watching the family stuff, but I I know it's important, but I usually like fast forward through it (laughs) just because (laughs) I don't have that emotional connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I understand it's important and I'm glad it happened for a viewer, like from a viewer standpoint, it's completely Mm -hmm. boring to me unless there's another reason that they're there, you know? Okay, that's fair. So what do you guys think of um, tonight's uh, eliminated contestants for the yeah. second time? Tyson, who was, uh, I guess, the only OG, because, you know, it's kind of like divided between the new school and the old school. Um, Tyson had the second chance, came back from Edge of, Edge of Extinction, and then gets voted out tonight. Um, yeah. Man, I was really rooting for, uh, for somebody from the old school to, to make it far in the game. Um. Eliza, do you want to, you can go first. I have a lot to say about this episode. Well, as far as um, the old school, new school, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Like as an old school player, like I am, you know, I'm OG. So it's it's pretty weird to like see all of our old school folks like not representing. But I actually think that it's also because they're obviously the biggest threats. They're obviously the people yeah. who like are going to excel in the game, who are the like strategic threats, who are the um, challenge threats. Uh, I do think that tonight though if it had come down to like if Kim had played her idol correctly and Sophie had gone home I would have been much more upset than Tyson going home so I'm happy with how the episode turned out because I was like my heart was well Sophie's a very good friend of yours that we should mention that right so there's some bias there for sure um, um I think that I think the producers on your topic of old school versus new school, I think a very big mistake. The only mistake I feel like that was made uh, on this season was made at the beginning. I think that the old school people were not given any kind of chance. You know, like you stick Rob on a tribe with like Parvati and like Ethan and that's it. Everybody else is new school. Like you're putting like like what what chance do you have? And it's the same on the other side, too. Like the old school people really. I feel like weren't given a fair shake. If they wanted this season to truly be the best ever, they would have had all those people, Ewell, Tyson, Rob, Parvati, Amber, Sandra, all of them on one tribe and all the new school people on one tribe. Then it's a showdown. You know, right now. I don't get the no, reason. I don't, I don't get why you like set up all these people to fail, put them on extinction when you knew that's what was going to happen. You know, you knew that like Rob and Parvati. They should have done that. Merch. Yes. Yes. Old yes they should have. Yeah. And it's the only fault that I have with this season, you know? So you knew yeah. what was going to happen. That's completely fair. And one thing, what was the contestant that came back late on edges of extinction and actually won the game? Chris, Chris Underwood. Okay, Chris Underwood. So I really hope that I mean, as much as I love the old school players, I, I I did not like that season because I thought he was the most undeserving winner in the history of Survivor, coming back so late in the game and then winning. Um, so the next uh, I guess person on Edge of Extinction that comes back, I hope comes back pretty soon, not later in the game. What do you no, guys? I think, think someone about? comes back at like Final Four or something. It's like a Final Four. Like... They're they're saying someone comes back like really. Do you, do you think that's fair? I don't think that's fair. No, it's so stupid. They should Edge of Extinction shouldn't exist. If it does, it should end at the merge or whatever. It should have ended at Tyson. That's it. Give one more person a chance. Let them all go home. I, I don't know why. I mean, it's like so someone comes back and wins. I mean, they're not they're not playing the game. Are they technically still playing the game? Well, the part I don't I mean, like. I don't know. You're, you're giving them all this time with the jury, which is the part that I have a problem with, right? Like you're basically right. giving them like right. all this chance to like explain their game, explain their motives, explain right. why they voted the way. The people that are still in the game never had the chance to sort of like fraternize with the jury for all these weeks, you know. So I think inherently, I think it's like unfair is my biggest problem. That being said, I am completely biased. Like the season where they first did the Edge of Extinction, I hated it. These people have lost. Same when like Lillian and Burton back on season seven, when they came back in that whole thing, I didn't like that either. But all of a sudden I'm singing a different tune this season because all my favorites are on edge. So all I want is somebody to come back. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it, it depends on the season. And I also think that I have not a lot of credibility on this point. So, <laughs> <laughs> so who are you rooting for now, Eliza? What do you mean? Sophie. So oh, Sophie. it's so it's so it's hands Sophie down. All the way. Sophie all the way. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, and I think she's crushing it this season. She's just been absolutely amazing. I don't see any way she doesn't win. 
Really? Not, I don't know. She's she's too she's too embedded now. Like this was a key point for her to get past. Now it's like just a room full of her allies. Like you could see the power that she had when she got everyone at the tribal council, like her five. She's just like, well, why are we whispering? Let's just go over here. We've got like that is the mark of somebody that has a real hold on the game. Like you don't make a move like that unless you know everyone is under your control. What I found to be the most interesting is what happened to Nick in tonight's episode. Nick, you know, remember that he was the one who like sided up with like Michelle. They like voted out like Yule, you know, like I thought that was a whole thing. Why did Nick all of a sudden notice that the power was shifting and not stick with like sort of Michelle and go with them? That I thought was a very interesting dynamic tonight was the play of Nick. Hmm. Right. Why? Like, how, how did they convince him? Like, why did he all of a sudden go with them? You know, that was a weird thing. And that's why I wanted the family visit to be cut short because they didn't show anything about how like Nick was a free agent, how Nick was like recruited. Like we didn't see any of that. And his was the most critical vote in my opinion tonight. Yeah, I guess you bring up a very good point. I mean, we didn't know um, how many were specifically in each alliance till like for travel council, really. Yeah. You know? And splitting so, the vote, how brilliant Eliza was that split. Yeah. I didn't see that split coming at all. Just I didn't think Sarah was going to use her steal a vote when when once she let Jeremy go first, when they were like playing that like back and forth, back and forth. I was like, oh, if he goes first and walks out, she's going to save her steal a vote. And then she was like, nope, using it anyhow. I was like, damn, that was a good move. But then they screwed up the split. Wait, I, I want to go back to the steal a vote. Like, she didn't really have to use it, or did she? Because she could have she saved didn't that. Have to. That's it what I been yeah. Five four, but she, they wouldn't have been able to split their vote. But I thought they were gonna do three 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 in case somebody played an idol. But then, mm -hmm. if Kim had played her idol for Tyson, Sophie would have gone home because they screwed That's it up. Right. Somebody flipped. I don't know who, or I don't really understand. But you can't, I can't, we can't blame Kim, though, because Kim played it on Denise because she saw that, like, that's who they took the vote away from, right? So, like, right. I do, see the, oh, I do yeah. see the logic. Like, Kim, I thought, made a very logical move. I don't think Kim made a bad move. People saying okay. that, yeah, I think it was very logical. Totally. I mean, well, you have to also think about Kim has an idol. Sandra gave away her idol. Could they have voted for Kim? You know, like... I think people have to think about themselves at this point in the game. I don't know. And play the idols themselves. I don't know, but I guess it didn't matter at the end. Who? Here's a question for the whole room. I want to know who you would be satisfied by with a win. You know, like, I'm all of my people are gone now, right? So, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, who do I attach my flag to? And I'm having a hard time. Like, I like the game that Sophie is playing. I like the game that, like, Sarah is playing. Um, I kind of like the game that, like, Jeremy is playing. But really, there's no, like, clear, this is the guy. This is the one that's got to win, you know? The, Tony's, I'm not Tony's playing a good game, too. Yep. So, okay, so, so here's what my husband and I do. Okay. So we have, <laughs> in all reality show shows that we watch, we have horses, right? So, like, it's like a horse race. So we have horses. So uh, usually there's the player you want to win, there's the player you think is going to win. There's the player you think is going to go out first, the last, the longest, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that kind of helps when the person that you wanted to win 
does not stick around because you, have, you have these other options right. yeah. Yeah, that answer different mm. questions. And okay. so it, because it, we love Big Brother, okay? Like we love, love Big Brother. And when we first started watching it, it was literally emotionally painful when your person would get kicked off, right? Because they're real people and you're watching yeah. real time and you do get emotionally invested. Um, and so like, you know, we had the the live stuff we were watching. It was like, it was a little too far, but <laughs> um, so we, it, it was almost like this, just this thing that sort of evolved over time where, you know, the next season we watched, it was like, okay, that was too painful last season. Who do I want to win? Who do I think is going to win? Who don't I want to win? You know, blah, blah, blah. So um, that's how we do it. And it actually makes watching shows like that even more fun. Yeah. I was curious, um, how are they going to do Big Brother this season if they are going to do Big Brother? Obviously, they're violating the six feet away rule, but everybody's quarantined in the house for they're three not months. Doing it. They're just not good. They're just foregoing Big Brother this summer. I okay. just assume it's not happening. Yeah. I think oh. that they'll just end up. They're not, I mean, they pushed Survivor. They they suspended production of race. Um, uh, they cut Big Brother Canada. I, I was telling I was them, right, four weeks that. in. Yeah, four okay. weeks in. Just yeah. Just, I mean, like, Amazing Race is all about traveling to different countries. And, of course, we have Amazing Race alumni here. So, um, yeah, that's, that's just the crazy, crazy world that we're in now, especially for reality television. I did um, watch how Big Brother, <clears throat> I think Big Brother Canada broke the news to their contestants. So yeah. I thought that that, yeah. was really, yeah. that was really well done. And then I heard that Big Brother Germany totally effed it up. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't want to, I, I do think, I, I'm really on the fence on this one. Like, you raise an interesting point. You know, like, the point of that show is to completely cut them off from society and watch what happens. And if you're going to stick to what that show is, there, in my opinion, there are no exceptions, save for like a family member, like passing away or something while you're in the house. Like, no, you know, like if the world completely burned down, yeah, then maybe tell them. But I, I was really on the fence. I didn't know what the right move was. You know, like you the have to. The world is burning people. down. Yeah, I think you definitely say so. It, I don't know. They were like the level. last people in the whole country to find out. Like already it was like, mm. I don't know. I would have been really pissed. Yeah. I don't know. Because at the end of the day, it's just a it's just a show, you know. Like it is it, it's a human experiment, but it, it's it's also just a show. So I think you know when it comes mm -hmm. to that, it's important to let them. But, know. Then, yeah. but then, where is the line? Then where is the line for when you break it to them? Is it a certain number of deaths? Is it when like the border is closed? Like how do, and who makes that distinction? I guess when you realize that a tsunami is coming. Right. And I don't I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Here's the part you don't know is like. They only told them after an order went in that, like, people here were not allowed to, like, basically go to work in, like, large groups of people so that the production crew could not technically work on the show. And that's oh. ultimately what resulted in them telling them, you know? So okay. I think that, like, I think it's interesting to sort of see, like, when they chose, you know? It wasn't that it was only when, you know, I don't want to say when the hand was forced, but certainly, yeah. like, you know, they waited until they had to, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, right? for me, I was kind of jealous of them not knowing. I mean, how great would that be? Yeah. And you're in, in the, the house. It's worrying about quarantine. They're yeah. in. Yeah. So of course we have to talk. Except about the for other people are going home and coming back, and and this is like it's the same issue yeah. in our jails and prisons. Not to just like you know go back to something dark, but it's true. Like the the it's not like the people who were incarcerated were the people who brought it in. They were the ones who were locked up in right. there. And and then other people who are going yeah. home yeah. into the communities are coming back and infecting them, mm -hmm. and they're trapped there. 
And so yeah. not to compare Big Brother to jail at all, because I mean, it's <laughs> obvious it, what yeah. a gift like. But um, but it's just like, you know, the, the chances yeah. of infecting people who are like put in one place versus um, yeah. versus like whatever you're putting their lives in danger potentially through no fault of your own, which is, I think that's a, that's an, that's a really good point too. Right. Like you're right. Like they didn't contract it. They didn't bring it in. So. Right. Right. Of course the um, survivor um, finale will be just like Uh we're doing right here, but via zoom or Skype or whatever method they're going to do. It's the greatest pop culture tragedy of our lifetime. Uh, Al, please. Is that from now on? (laughs) <laughs> is the, the survivor finale being, being yeah this on, method? Like, yeah because people are like oh you know this is such hyperbole merch you're really like you know it's it's a much bigger thing and i'm go you know what yeah. like for a reality fan yeah that is totally true this is the 20th like year of the show it's the 40th right. season it is the all winter season how long has it taken for them to actually do this and right. now after what i believe might be the greatest season of all time we're gonna get stuck with this like so uh, tell us uh, how you how you feel about like winning from your house. You know, like it just doesn't have the same. <laughs> I like, know. Day, you know, but twenty at years Trump's in the making. Won't be interviewing nine year olds in the audience. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how about Sia? Do you think they'll call in Sia to give uh, oh, yeah. a one hundred? Uh, Sia's gonna call in and. <laughs> and she's gonna, she's gonna like e transfer her money to whoever it is this time. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to talk about Eliza because Eliza, you have something really important to talk about. Uh, you're one of the field candidates for the 2021 New York County District Attorney race. Um, and um, of course, uh, you're raising money uh, for your campaign for uh, for running for district attorney, which we, we of course have to endorse Eliza Orleans as district attorney. Thank Manhattan. you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It- you know, but more than that, like we're fighting for we're fighting to change um, our, our criminal legal system. You know, like right now, especially in New York, we don't have a, a, a justice system. We have a criminal legal system that's cruel and unjust and that disproportionately, you know, locks up people of color, poor people, LGBTQIA folks, you know, and instead of you know, giving people the opportunities they need for treatment, for rehabilitation, for all of these things. Mm-hmm. And the current Manhattan DA has perpetuated this like lock them up, throw away the key mentality and not thought about the, the real impact that has on human beings. Mm-hmm. And I've spent the last 11 years as a public defender fighting for justice, fighting on behalf of human beings. I've represented over 3000 people charged with crimes in this city and, and watched as they've been treated unfairly, what they've been locked up. And, and the fact of the matter is like, you know, locking someone up, even if it's for three months, three weeks, or even three days, does not make us safer. In fact, it makes us less safe because the, all the data shows that like, once you lock someone up, even if it's just for a period of 48 hours, you, mm-hmm. they are so much more likely to get rearrested or to reoffend because then you're, of, of course they are because you're destabilizing their entire lives. Yeah. You know, you're 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 locked up for 48 hours. What happens? Maybe you, you don't show up for work, so you lose your job. Then you can't pay your rent, so you get kicked out of your apartment. I mean, if you're a single parent, your kid gets taken into foster care, and so then you're released. And of course, you end up back like through our criminal legal system yeah. because what else? Like like you're set up to fail, and and so yeah. 
you know, as someone who's been a public defender, like, and mm -hmm. I, I just want to be a different kind of prosecutor. And I want to be the kind of prosecutor who has seen the other side of the criminal justice system and its impact on people and, and families and lives. And I want to um, bring, you know, bold transformational change to the Manhattan DA's office. Yeah, I love that. I think that's amazing. Thanks. I'm so inspired. Thanks. <laughs> you're, you're saying exactly what needs to be said. You know, a lot of people don't mm -hmm. know about that. You know, they yeah. just think, oh, you're a criminal. Don't don't be a criminal. But they don't understand the under underlying reasons and what the causes are and um, and how pervasive it can be. You know, it's not necessarily a choice and it's not that you're a bad human if you make unlawful decisions when you're in a survival situation and but also the fact of the matter is we over criminalize things in such a in such a massive yeah. way so like when we think of like someone who's committed a crime you know and the, the fact that we've criminalized you know that that the minor low-level drug possession is still criminalized in in new york and it's it's like we're, we're locking people up who are truly i mean drug addiction is now is it's substance use disorder it's classified it's a disease and so someone who's recidivating because they, they, they're using and they don't want to, and they want to get better, like are not even given the opportunity for treatment. They're just right. locked up. And then what, like, right. how does that right. help anyone? Yeah. 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 I certainly agree with that. Especially some people are still locked up for marijuana use, which is legal in most states now, yep. which is insane, yep. uh, especially med yeah. medicinal marijuana. And uh, I don't know, of course, anything nonviolent crime, they should reevaluate uh, the justice system for, for, mm -hmm. for those that are incarcerated Absolutely. for nonviolent crime. And I certainly concur with that. Where, where can, uh, Eliza, where can people uh, learn more about that online for your campaign? You have a, oh. you have a, you have a, yeah, something set up, right? You have a GoFundMe. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can people can go to elizaorlins.com. There you go. It's e l i z a o r l i n s dot com to sign up, get involved, learn more, um, volunteer, donate. You know, would love for everyone to get involved. Like this is. It's so it's so interesting because I've been saying for years that this is a matter of life and death, that this is this is the fight of yeah. our lifetimes, et cetera, et cetera. And now all of a sudden, and I could never have predicted this, but like a few weeks into my campaign, it has literally become a matter of life and death. That there are people who are who are locked up right now who are accused of a crime, meaning they have not yet been convicted of anything. And supposedly we have a presumption of innocence in this country, you know, innocent until proven guilty, like have not yet been found guilty, have not pled guilty. And yet they sit in jail on an accusation. And right. of course, now they're, they're at risk of dying, you know, with mm -hmm. these with these COVID infection rates being what they are like. Can we bring we're, up we're willing to. Harvey Weinstein and your thoughts on that? Obviously, he was convicted of of rape and sexual assault and he had contracted COVID and he was incarcerated. Um, does your opinion change on someone like a Harvey Weinstein? Well, so, you know, uh, Harvey Weinstein could have been prosecuted six years ago. There were recordings, there was categorical evidence that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office had that Harvey Weinstein um, had committed crimes in New York City against women and he did not bring that prosecution. And, you know, tons of he, he's constantly given breaks to wealthy and well-connected individuals while not really caring about the rest of us. And and Harvey Weinstein is a perfect example of that. And like, you know, yes, he's finally been held accountable. Um, but but 
you know, this is a person who could have been off the streets or could have been, you know, being held accountable six years earlier and the Manhattan DA's office didn't bring those charges. Interesting. Eliza, we got to talk about your relationship with Elizabeth Warren. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so, I mean, I think that's cool. First of all, that when you posted photos of her, okay, I thought, oh, she just met her, but you actually uh, uh, become friends with Elizabeth Warren. You've endorsed that Elizabeth Warren. That is an Warren. overstatement. No, it's an overstatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, listen, Liz and I, we go way back. No, um, uh, Liz, I was a huge fan of her candidacy. You know, yeah. I, I really believed in the things that she yeah. was fighting for, and I think big structural change is what we need in this country, both on a local level, federal level, national level. You know, we, we need big structural change. And and so I, I deeply believed in her. And plus, you know, I love a good policy nerd. I've got a plan for that was like my love language. Um, and she's she's amazing. And I think um, she she very powerfully endorsed Joe Biden. Today. She did today, actually, and, yeah. Um, was on Rachel Maddow tonight, and and when Rachel asked her if she would accept um, the vice presidential position if it were offered to her, she said yes. So, VP Warren, it is. Wow. Hopefully. <laughs> Interesting, yeah, because he did say Joe Biden did say that he would choose a female vice presidential candidate. So, yep. um, running mate. So we'll see what happens there. Of course, also Bernie Sanders is now endorsing Joe as, of course, President Obama as well. Um, so we, we'll see how this plays out and, and how interesting will it be uh, come November if things are still like it is today or they have yeah. to implement online voting and make that secure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know you're Canadian, Mertz, and you're not going to vote. But No, I mean, I, I mean yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I was already, I was just thinking of the same point. Like, how is that all yeah. going to work? You know, like, so, I, yeah. I think there's a lot of question marks, a lot of question marks. I don't think yeah. it's secure yet. I don't think online voting is secure yet. No, yeah. and vote by mail is, is you know, our, we're not even sure about the status of the U.S. Postal Service these days. So yeah, it's right. pretty, con- it's extremely concerning. Ooh, we're kind of crazy, crazy ties right here. Yeah, and like, I mean, sure. I think that it's obviously going to play a result. You know, it's going to have a, an effect on the result, too. You know, like, I just, I think that this is a very big topic, like how this vote is going to work. Yeah. Uh, and I really think this is going to be our main headline, like going in, not even so much about the candidates, you know. Right. So, I mean, we'll right. see. Absolutely. Well, Eliza, wow, we thank you so much for being our, our featured guest on Below the Velcro. You look amazing, by the way. Oh, thanks. thanks. You look beautiful, I'm, even yeah. in quarantine mode. Oh, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eliza, by the way, guys. Eliza, she, she, I signed up on your website. There you go. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> Got to attend She's Eliza's <laughs> Halloween party. She throws the best Halloween parties. I, I love your Halloween. Halloween. I'm I mean, who knows what the status will be? Like, will we be gathering Please. in crowded bars come October? It's just not. Um, trick or treating. Well. What about, yeah, what about trick or treating? How's trick or treating going to work? What about door knocking for campaigns? Yeah. Field organizing. Like, you know, yeah, right now it's like the idea if I went and knocked everything. on someone's door, they would. I don't yeah. know what they would do, but they wouldn't be happy. Yeah. Um, so you're, we're just trying to figure out how to operate digitally. And, um, you know, I'm out there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Eliza Orleans on Twitter, E Orleans on Instagram, and Eliza Orleans for NY, F O R N Y um, on Facebook. Thanks for That's the my point. candidate page. I love it. Love it. Eliza, if you could let us know a little promo for us, let us know who you are uh, throughout Amazing Race and Survivor, and of course, uh, your 
you're running for uh, district attorney, and then throughout, you're on Below the Belt show. Okay. Hi, I'm Eliza Orleans. I was on Survivor Vanuatu and Survivor Fans versus Favorites and The Amazing Race. I am a public defender running for Manhattan District Attorney, and I'm here on Below the Belt show. Yay, one take wonder. I'm a reality TV contestant. You know, that's, <laughs> we, we, all do, we always do it in one take. Like, Aww. it's so weird, like recording my, you know, doing other stuff when you're like do, doing another take. I'm like, what do you mean another take? It's just. <laughs> I was really rooting for you on Amazing Race. You and Corinne, my gosh. Uh, the little bikes. Yeah, it's from those little bikes. I know. Those all the years bikes. I spent not riding a motorcycle, <laughs> deliberately not learning how to ride in all the countries and travels I've done I've never learned and it definitely came back to to bite me but Eliza I don't know I don't know who you're running against in this thing but man I worry for whoever that person is when they have to see your eye roll oh I have to control that though <laughs> <laughs> oh the best eye roll in survivor yeah. history yes yes yeah. and of I course what try to and of one of the best quotes ever, it's just the fucking stick. Was that was that the quote? What? It's a fucking stick. It's a fucking stick. Oh my god, Adam Klein playing, trying to play the podium with. <laughs> I mean, my heart, my heart. That was amazing. Do you not remember that, Eliza? Are you trying to remember? Uh, say that you don't remember it for a certain. Oh no, of course reason. not. What do you mean? Okay. How could I not remember it? <laughs> okay. She's running for district attorney. She's I'm just trying watch. to dissociate. You gotta, you gotta watch your f bombs. I get it. Exactly. <laughs> Eliza, exactly. thank you so much for of for skyping uh, below the belt. You're amazing. Of course. Have a good night and be Thanks safe. Thanks so much. Please be safe out there. Thank you. Yeah, you guys too. Stay safe and healthy. Okay. okay. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 That was great, guys. That was Eliza Orleans and Merch. Yeah, you click something, but it's okay. Everything's okay. Yeah, did I mess up your video? Like no, I've been, I've been very great. stressed out about this for the last like half hour. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a couple then, things, and then, into, and then you're in this scenario where you're like, oh my god, like do I try and fix this, or <laughs> because that might mess something else up, you know? So like oh. I don't know. It's a good thing this is going to be audio only at the end because like there was a lot of panic on my face over that last. Yeah, week. we've had last week. So this compared to last week, this yeah. show was a breeze. It's going nice. so well. Last nice. week we had so many technical difficulties, people buffering, uh, with shitty internet connections well, and things okay, like I'm that. Done. It's all about doing the test before. Like you got to do the test before, man. That's how we do it in the newsroom. That's how you did it. You got to do it 24 hours before. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, Vanessa, we did the test today, didn't we, Vanessa? Yeah. See, I'm, there you go. I'm all about the early tests. I'm all about the early tests. Nice, nice. So I think what we have left is a WWE stuff, Burts, which, uh, yeah. man, I, I cannot wait to get into this. I'm going to flip over to that. But uh, actually, um, we actually announced some uh, sad passings that happened earlier in the program due to COVID-19. We actually have some additional uh, rest in peace uh, acknowledgments that we have to throw out really quick. Um, German actor uh, Dieter Laser who played the evil scientist in Dr. Joseph Heider in The Human Centipede. Hello, Vanessa. <laughs> oh, that guy? Cool. He died uh, on February 29th in Germany at the age of 78. So no. his name is, uh, yeah, yeah, Dieter Laser, Dr. Joseph Heider. Um, no, he died of E. coli? No, no, no. He, he did not. COVID? No, E. coli. No, he didn't oh, enjoy oh. 
No. Centipede. His cause of death was not disclosed, but yet E. coli would be logical. Yes, <laughs> if that was the case. Um, let's see. Saul Turtletop, the prolific writer and producer that worked on The Carol Burnett Show, had passed away of natural causes at the age of 87. Japanese director Nobuhiko Abayashi died of lung cancer. So another sad. And this is an- another one that actually. He direct. uh, so he directed. Um, I thought how to say it. Oh, yeah. uh, he, he directed Odomichi Exchange <laughs> Students and The Girl Who Left Through Time. Yeah, I okay. can say that one. Good, good. And Lonely Heart. Oh, so okay. uh, there you go. Okay, so they weren't all Japanese okay, titles. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a, a, le- a legend and illustration, Mort Drucker, the cartoonist and caricaturist that helped uh, – Satirize decorades of pop culture in Mad Magazine. Damn, yes. Might have seen his cartoons. He, uh, in Mad, um, died um, at the age of 91. So um, rest in peace, Mort Drucker. Um, so let's move on. Um, before, uh, well, I guess this is a UFC, and then we'll pivot into WWE. So oh, I can't wait. U- I can't wait. UFC 249. Of course, they now. Is that gonna be a through request- Skype? Uh, well, you know, they fight through Skype. They want to do what WWE is doing. They're trying to figure out how. Um, they actually had to postpone UFC 249. Um, well, there, was White, there was all that talk, too, right? Dana White yeah. came out and said that he was going to buy a private island and do all his fights there. Right. Asking him to keep UFC like in play as the only sport around. And then all of a sudden ESPN came in and ESPN basically like pressured White and told him that like you should not be doing this. And that's when he buckled and just called off the whole thing. And like... It's concerning because, like, that was a pretty big fight on UFC 249, which who knows if we're going to see again. Yep. Well, I'm reading here. So the um, Uf- UFC is thinking of using the Apex facility in Las Vegas, uh, where the organization's headquarters are, and do very uh, something very similar to what WWE is doing, which I guess technically they can. If WWE is doing this in an empty a facility mm-hmm. why can't ufc i know ufc's real fighting versus wwe's entertainment right, right. but um you know wwe is now considered essential service pro wrestling <laughs> is essential god wwe what you what you gonna do brother is now essential what are your thoughts on wwe being essential business man wait is this <laughs> me or do, or do uh, you yeah everyone <laughs> to the to the other wrestling fan oh, chachi you're a yes. casual wrestling fan chachi but mertz nah. and i mertz and i are the big wrestling <laughs> man okay well my condolences <laughs> um there um there is a lot to say here i mean i just keep reading more and more and more about sort of like how this all went down like there's you know stuff about how florida is connected to linda mcmahon who's connected to like trump and like how did they get approved as like an essential service and like it is one of the wilder stories i think that i've seen you know like I i know i know like people that can't go to work and all of a sudden these guys who are like it's just so insane like they're in a sweating they're like and oh, so close proximity. He's going to be part of um, Trump's um, advisory board, right? Advisory board, yeah. 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 <laughs> Reopening the economy. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know. There is definitely a lot more to this story. Like, this is a story that's not just, like, dead. Like, I think that, like, it's only now starting to gain a little bit of traction as more and more people find out that this actually happened. And, like, there's also video 
of this like meeting in Florida where the guy's like justifying uh, it. Like it's just spectacular. Well, so this is what they said. We believe it is now more important than ever to provide people with diversion from these hard times, which I do agree with. Uh, we are producing content on a close set with only essential personnel in attendance, following appropriate guidelines while taking additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff. So, you know, every superstar gets, you know, temperature check. They, um, I guess, check their vitals and, and things like that. Uh, I mean, questions. do they really no. have a choice to wrestle or not? Cause, I mean, they probably say, like, oh, you have a choice, but I, do they really have a choice? Because, you know, like these wrestlers, like they pretty much are, are owned. They have a choice if, they, they have, yeah. if they're symptomatic. Well, they're I mean, symptomatic, this whole, yeah. yeah well. This thing uh, also, um, like, it sort of also played, a, before this whole, like, COVID thing went down, they did an event in, like, um, Dubai, and there was this whole thing about how, like, some wrestlers didn't feel comfortable about, like, performing down there. Right. And how the women had to wear, like, extra clothing and all this mm. stuff. And so, like, some of them just didn't go, you know? So, like, I think it's on a case-by-case basis. Um, well, Vince, Vince remembers, like, when you say no to him, like, he, he, doesn't forget, he doesn't forget. So do you he think does. he wrote a oh, check? Definitely. <laughs> Do you think he, he wrote a big does, check? But, I mean, you can't, you can't, like, for example, Roman Reigns, who was diagnosed with, like, leukemia. You can't tell him, like, yeah. oh, you know, like, yeah, we've already paid Goldberg for this one match at WrestleMania, and you've got to be in it. But, you know, like, so I guess it's on a case-by-case basis. But, you know, like, I think the other argument is, like, if it's deemed an essential service, like, at least they're getting to work. Like, not a lot of people are around the world are getting to go to work, you know? So I think that it's... Yeah. In a way, it's good for the wrestlers because they can still cash in. And on a way, obviously, it's bad because they're putting themselves at risk. So, like, well, what about I the, really don't the, know. I really don't know what the right answer is. Well, what about the WWE employee who wasn't disclosed that tested uh, positive for coronavirus, um, which was rumored to be um, Corey Graves because he took some time off. But I'm not sure if it was him or not. Um, but I guess he's OK now, whoever it was. But they didn't disclose the name, but he had contracted coronavirus by meeting with friends or in the healthcare business and he had contracted it that way um so there's already someone on your roster right that's already positive for coronavirus and you're gonna you know still continue you know uh, i don't know it's a little risky it's, um it's risky but like it's very it's a very big like sort of uh coup for mcmahon you know like i mean yeah sports on right now there's no football there's no basketball there's no like xfl he already lost completely yeah let's uh, announce that xfl is uh, yeah. now filed for bankruptcy um and they're not going to recover financially from no, this, this is the end this is finally this is like the cat with nine lives who finally like ran out like so i don't think we'll ever be seeing the xfl again but i mean but it was doing it was doing decent though wasn't it i thought it was, it was good. A good yeah. it, 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 this league has just been cursed. Like when it's finally working after they've done so many versions of it, and uh-huh. it's finally working. That's when this happens. That's when you know you're not meant to do this. You know, like how many more signs do you need? You know, so I just think that like as far as the wrestling side of things go, this is very beneficial for McMahon with no competition at all. Like my bigger question is, we all know about the new TNT Federation AEW. What does this yes. mean to them? Are they going to? Are they going to allow uh, AEW to do this? Like, how is one wrestling federation essential and the other one is not? Is it because one has more ties than the other? So I think that's another thing to sort of. Are be they out of Florida still? I think it's because they're both in Florida. Yeah, uh, Florida. Florida so, but I don't know. Like, what did they say about AEW? Can AEW continue? I, think, I think they can technically continue because it falls under the, the same, uh, same guideline, the same yeah. definition that, yeah. that it brings an economy um to the state of florida florida is like the the wrestling state i mean like a lot of yeah. wrestlers live there 
Um, a lot of the big events are, are hosted there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, and of course the performance center is located. There's the most logical place. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it is the only diversion right now sports wise, you know, and I feel bad for McMahon losing the XFL. I think it would have done okay. Had it not had the pandemic not happen. I think, I think XFL would have gone through their whole season and not, uh, filed for, uh, chapter 11. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was a lot better than the original one. Way better, way better, because they took it more seriously. Like, it wasn't a gimmick, and, you know, like... and He hate me? Remember, he hate me? I love he hate me. (laughs) (laughs) That was the guy's name on his jersey. Yeah, I remember remember the original one, they had, like, it was all, like, kind of like comedy. They had, like, they're like, we're going to go into the uh, women's locker room, uh, and we're going to film it. And they went in there, and I remember, like, you saw Uh, Frank Topless. And it was like Roddy <laughs> Yeah, I totally remember <laughs> oh my God. I love, That was good. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, I haven't, I haven't thought about that in so long. You're lucky. You're lucky. And, and I know the exact thing you're talking about. Like I remember it like vividly. Yeah, like you don't, you don't have skits on like a. a, a uh, as long as it doesn't take away from the game, I'm okay with little skits. And they like blow up <laughs> it's fun. Didn't they have a I car in the field or I something? I can't believe where you... I don't know what bag you grabbed that out of, but man, no. is that... <laughs> I've been in therapy ever. It's so weird. It's like you don't think about something in so long, and now when you say it, I literally remember the exact thing, like beginning to end. <laughs> I was young. I was excited. I'm like, okay, we're going into the women's locker room. Yeah. <laughs> man, you're really... Like, sorry, Vanessa. <laughs> Like the the fountains of my youth, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think I remember that. That was you years too. and years yeah, ago. Years oh, yeah, years ago. Yeah. yeah. I need to find to it on YouTube now, Chachi. Thank you. Yeah. For yeah. Oh, that's the first thing I'm doing as soon as we're finished here. Yes, yes me too. too. <laughs> so let's talk about this big WWE craziness going on. So Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon held a call meeting with all the employees earlier today. This is breaking news. Confirmed there will be cuts in furloughed and furloughed employees decided soon, and they've already been decided, guys. So let's go over the list because there are some huge, huge surprises and shockers. Some I'm not so shocked and surprised about, but um, let's start with uh, WWE has come to terms on the release of Kurt Angle, um, which he wasn't on television yeah. lately. Yeah, that's not surprise me. He was done. Although, although one interesting point here, uh-huh. I was reading that he was instrumental in like helping to like sort of set up the Boneyard match from WrestleMania, which is getting so many rave reviews. Okay. So it's interesting from <laughs> a from a booking like perspective because I think right. he could have added a lot to like you know making matches and stuff like that, but not from a talent perspective at all. Yeah. So no no loss there. I, I love Kurt Angle. I think he's great. But oh yeah, was on TV. This one's surprising. Rusev. Obviously, his wife, um, Lana, still employed um, and on television. Rusev, and I think I read that Rusev was not really happy, so maybe they took that into consideration and released Rusev. But yeah, but the whole Al, the whole thing you know? was like when that whole Lana and Lashley storyline came out. I remember right. just reading like Observer Report and like Meltzer and all these like insiders right. talking about like how you know he signed off on it, like how. Basically, um, Rusev was the one who came up with it, that he thought that it would lead to a bigger payoff, a bigger push for both him and his wife. So it looked like there was a much larger like plan in place. But right. obviously, Lana and Lashley have been together way longer than anybody thought. So I think the writing was on the wall. Like, I thought that would be a quick like, you know, she goes back to Rusev. 
you know, maybe a month right. or two. And but when you saw that she was sticking with it, yeah, there's obviously more than meets the eye with that one. And it's going to be interesting to see where Rusev ends up because he's not done in this business. We're going to see him again. Oh, he's fantastic. And he's yeah. over. The Rusev day is really over. I think part of Rusev is the fact that he was unhappy and maybe wanted to go. But let's continue with the list. Uh, this one's surprising because it's Drake Drake Maverick because I think the, the guy is great. He's a great personality. I loved his, uh, his yeah. program with R-Truth um, with a 24-7 title. And, and his girlfriend or wife uh, being brought in there. Um, and he's also the 205 general manager, was the 205 general manager. He was also supposed to be the inter, interim uh, cruiserweight uh, championship tournament, which they announced him in the tournament and then released him. So I don't know how they're going to handle that one. I guess um, NXT Tonight will explain that one. But Drake Maverick was supposed to be in that tournament. So I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So, um, I don't. There's no big surprise there. They're they're well liked. Everybody likes Zack Ryder. Um, they just Zack Ryder never got a shot, man. They could have Zack Ryder. I have always said mm-hmm. was a main eventer in like waiting. They just didn't know what to do with him. I yeah. think Zack Ryder has a lot left, and I could certainly see him. Honestly, I could see him at the top of the card on AEW. I really could. I hope so, and I hope Kurt Hawkins join him, his best friend. But I don't think Kurt is on par, uh, on the same level as Zach. I think mm-hmm. Zach's got a little bit better on the charisma and uh, yeah. showmanship also, aspect. One, one other thing, though, remember what is AEW's focus? Like, what do they keep saying in like every show? Like, what do they care about the most? The tag team division, the young bucks, like bringing in the revival right. and stuff, right? So if they could bring Ryder and Hawkins in because they seem to realize that the tag division has always been. In the from the beginning of time, that's always been WWE's weakness, and I like right. the strategy of going after the tag division. Okay, speaking of tag teams, Mertz, um, big surprise, guys. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, the OC. They're they were on television. They were at WrestleMania. They had a pivotal part in the Boneyard match. Why are they released? I am shocked. They're over. I don't know why. I, this is... But where can, where can you put them, though? It's it's like, yeah, I mean, I think that the bigger surprise is they've just released all of this new OC merchandise. Like, you have all this stable merchandise, like brand right. new stuff. they got to throw it out. Surprising, But really, like, I told... It, it's just the, the same point I just said a minute ago. Like, the tag division is not a focus uh, for the WWE, you know? And, like, they are a team. They This is not a team I feel like you can split up and push as individuals. You know, this is tag or bust. So, um, again, like, I think that there is a viable option for tag teams. I feel like the tag teams that were released today have a much better shot, um, you know, with other options than the single wrestlers do. Okay, interesting. Heath Slater, um, no surprise there. He, he, they kept them longer than they should have. Um, Probably a really nice guy, well-liked, but, yeah, expendable. Eric Young, um, great worker. They, he just failed to find a place oh. on programming. Eric Rowan, nah, that's a big surprise because, you know, he had a really good feud with um, with right. uh, Roman Reigns on and, SmackDown. And, and, and all the Daniel Bryan stuff. And Daniel Bryan. And I thought, you know, he was kind of like that favorite. And uh, yeah, but that, Raw, that, whatever, that creature ending up, the spider in the bag. The spider or didn't get over. McMahon didn't like it. So... Still, nonetheless, a, a surprising cut. Um, Sarah Logan, another big surprise because Sarah Logan just wrestled on Raw. Yeah. Uh, for a qualifying match for Money in the Bank. 
Um, but so did just, Matt just Hardy. Matt Hardy was active. Matt Hardy was super active before they got rid of him. Like, I know it's a different situation. Like, he was. He like, wanted to leave. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. But, like, they don't seem to have any qualms about putting somebody on Raw and then releasing them on Tuesday. You know, I don't think that's a big deal anymore. Uh, that's unfortunate. But, um, Sarah, um, her husband is one of the Viking Raiders. So I'm sure that's not going to go well at home. Um, no way, Jose. No surprise there. Uh, referee Mike Chioda. He's been a longtime referee. So that one. Is a big surprise. Um, Mike and Maria Canellis, no big surprise there. I think Maria's great. Maria's actually been on Below the Belt show, so yeah. got to support someone that's been on this program. But um, they weren't really used properly, even though Maria had that great um, 24/7 championship, uh, you know, storyline where she w- was the first pregnant woman to yeah. win the 24/7 title. That's when you throw out all. He wrestled pregnant. She well the twenty four seven title you don't yeah. technically have to wrestle you just have to pin your opponent anywhere as long as there's a referee present. Wait, is that considered a tag team? Oh, that's right because she's uh, she's she's got her baby too. Right. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's room for her at AEW too. <laughs> but that's that that's all entertainment. And how did she pin? Uh, Maria pinned her husband right in the hospital bed, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can't remember so, if it was in the hospital or in the. But, yeah. <laughs> so she just laid on top of him and I think that's. What, I think that's what happens. Pretty corny. Aiden English, I think he was great. He kind of got the Rusev day over. Surprised he was released. Um, the Cologne brothers, Primo and Epico, no surprise. They were on TV for like years, so they were just keeping them because they could keep them. Yeah, you know, that's that. That's an example of the. They just want to keep everybody to 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 not prevent them from jumping to AEW, but now they have no choice because of the money. Um, and Leo Rush, a big surprise there. That's because, a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, and he has ties to Maryland. Uh, Leo Rush was Chachi was a part of Maryland Championship Wrestling. Um, Dan McDivitt um really endorsed him. Called him one of his boys. Him and Velveteen Dream were uh, both from Maryland Championship Wrestling. Velveteen's still okay, thank God. So and, he was released. Uh, Leo was released. Leo, Leo Rush was released. That's surprising. I thought he was a um, big prodigy. Yeah, he was, he was. He was great. Great he on was, the mic. Fantastic on the mic. Did they say why like, or any kind of indication why, like backstage? He kind of he got in a little bit of controversy with tweeting. I don't know if it had anything to do with it. Um, with Oscar saying um, or something. Uh, uh, it's funny because it's ironic. He was tweeting about someone that got released to poke fun of him almost and said, oh, you weren't ready for Asuka. It was um, Emma. Remember Emma? Emma Lena? Yes. He he tweeted about her and then and then he got a little bit of heat from it because he was making fun or bringing light to somebody getting released. And then now he's released. Wow. So that is fantastic. Can we just say I I love Asuka. I just love the. The character, the persona, the wrestling, like I'm a huge Asuka fan. Yeah, I mean, I think the Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors are great. And I think Asuka yep. hopefully um, will, will win the um, women's uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, yeah, my, my vote's for Asuka. I, I'd like to see her over. I mean, Shayna Baszler, you know. No, uh, not a fan. Not a fan? No. Yeah. You, I told you, man. Like, you need a little personality. You know, you need a little like. And, she like, needs I, help with that. You're yeah. right. I mean, if there's anyone who needed like a Paul Heyman, oh my goodness. Oh my God, Paul Heyman should, and he, yeah. of course, since he's the he's the advocate of Brock Lesnar, he should be the advocate of Shayna right. Baszler. You're right. right, and she's on Raw. Paul Heyman's on. I mean, yes. Yeah, she needs. She, she needs, needs that. 
major mic help. I mean, also, um, one quick thing. How hilarious is the Ronda Rousey, like, coming out now and saying that she, like, never yeah. liked TV fans and, like, she... Yeah, let's talk about, like, it's the Ronda Rousey. I did... Uh, well, a couple more releases really quick. And then oh, we'll yeah, get into yeah. That. A couple more releases include some producers. Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, Pat Buck, Fit Finley, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock. This one I'm upset about because he's a good guy. I've met him. Shane Helms, The Hurricane. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow. Also released. And Lance Storm. All these producers were released. And, of course, earlier in the week, Revival wanted to be released. I, I have a feeling they probably would have kept them if they didn't leave because I don't know. I have no idea why the Revival were unhappy. But oh, come on, are you serious? Like I, seriously, I mean they were on TV, they won both tag titles. Yeah, but they had no there's no angle there. Like it's the same reason that Dean Ambrose wanted to quit. Like it's they weren't doing anything with them. Like it's one thing to just uh, like go to work, get your win, get a little bit of TV time, but when the company has no plan for you at all, like just no angle, no storyline, no nothing, like like what's the what motivation do you have for even going in you know like i totally see their argument 100 percent. i think it was definitely it was time for them to go somewhere their, else. their angle with, you know, with the usos was entertaining you know they put like a jock itch powder in their jocks remember that's like a, a revenge of the nerds remember revenge of the nerds chachi when they put the jock itch in their <laughs> in their briefs they pulled that stunt uh for the revival i thought that was funny you know um and Dude, the one Dash, Dash from Revival, punched the guy that attacked Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame ceremony. He got a lot of, you got a lot oh, of Oh, yeah, I do yeah. remember that, yes. That yeah, was, so, oh, wow. I'll miss the Revival on, well, you know, we'll see them in AEW. I'm sure most of these talents will be signed with AEW. And I have a feeling, if things get back to normal, WWE gets, you know, back to where they want, you know, financially, because obviously they're losing a lot of money. They could probably hire some of these guys back, I imagine. You know, Except, if they want to. Except is the one that shocks me the most. I agree with you. That's a that's a big big name. Which one uh, shocks you the most? Uh Rusev. Rusev. Rusev yeah. 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 Rusev and the OC and Sarah Logan. Th- those those four are were the big surprises. But going on Ronda Rousey. Um, oh man. So she was on uh, Steve O's Wild Ride podcast, and she talked about you know her disdain for the fans, even though she loved. The industry loved the girls in the locker room. She said, what if what, what am I doing if I'm not able to spend time and energy on my family, but instead spending my time and energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me? So I've never heard anyone come out and say it like that. But man, yeah. was she bad on the mic? I will go on the record as saying that in my like history of watching wrestling uh-huh. since the 80s, I have never seen somebody as bad on the mic as her. Like, I remember how bad Benoit was at the beginning, okay? Like, oh, he, I remember... You Malenko. have to bring up that guy. <laughs> man, I remember all those promos. But, man, those rousy promos. Yep, I've just, never seen anyone let the fans get to them while they're on the mic like I did with her, so you know? That's the thing, guys. People forget Ronda did the same exact thing before her, few, or before her match with Becky Lynch at WrestleMania and Charlotte Flair. She did a shoot-style... Worked to interview. It was a shoot style because it, it was intended to look real because it wasn't on WWE programs outside and people fell for it again. And, um, you know, Mark Henry, um, Hall of Famer Mark Henry said her comments are a work. It's a work, you know, um, and, you know, the fact that people are creating chaos o- over it 
um, is crazy because she did it before. You know, it's like um, she's obviously talking about her return. If you if you remember, her and Kane Velasquez were seen at WWE headquarters recently, and Vince was really pissed off about that because they're bringing Ronda back, which I imagine they're maybe waiting for SummerSlam now. Maybe they want yeah. her at WrestleMania, but you know, due to you know the WrestleMania we got. Well, their 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 long term um, move is obviously Baszler versus Rousey at some point. You know, heck so. yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, but so um, can yeah. I just interject, please? I've been on the WWE website. <laughs> Did they add more firings? Oh, there's Miss Snortles! <laughs> Vanessa's nickname is Miss Snortles, and she just snorted. <laughs> uh, so I clicked on the superstars, and I've just been going through while I've been listening to you guys, and some of the names, I don't know. I mean, like, there's there are two named Walter, which I personally <laughs> considered naming an old dog that I've adopted. <laughs> I love um, And it's just Walter, but there's two of them. There's it's in capitals, no too, way, by the way. There's no way Jose, which I think is hilarious. He's gone. He's he right. okay. he's like one of the ones that's gone, right, Al? Yeah, he's one of them, sadly, yeah. There's, there's Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yes, I love Dolph. And there's Otis. Otis is a new fan favorite because yeah, of I love Otis. I can't get Isn't Otis great? Yeah, I love Otis. I love Tachi, it. Did you like the Otis storyline with Mandy Rose? I thought it was one of the best things ever. Mandy Rose. I did. Well, I mean, especially for that show, I thought it was entertaining. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Look, I'll tell you one other thing. Dolph Ziggler, it doesn't matter what they do, okay? They could just have that guy, like, do something, like, run over Vince McMahon in a car. That guy is never getting over. That guy just cannot get over. <laughs> Like they have to change that name. Like I, yeah, you think? Like that? It just does not work. You know, like Dolph Ziggler does not work. I tell you what, I actually talked to Dolph Ziggler about his character in person. Yeah, Chachi, you were there, right? The White House Correspondents pre-party for United Talent Agency, which is one of the most amazing parties I've ever been to. First of all, let me preface by saying there was a huge Comic-Con that same weekend as the White House Correspondents Weekend. Literally every fucking celebrity was at this party. It was amazing. I was hanging out with Riverdale and pa- Daniel Panabaker from The Flash. I turn around. Dolph Ziggler's there. Dolph, I talked to Dolph. And we're oh, talking super I'm, cool, too. Super cool. I'm talking to him. About, oh, it's cool you're here for the White House Correspondents. It's like, Dolph, you're a stand-up comic. Why aren't they doing your comedy bit as part as your character in WWE? It's like, you know, I'd like that, but dude, that's WWE's call, man. But I, you know, but he actually agreed with me. I think he could get over with his comedy. St- I seen his stand-up. I saw him on yeah. that um, that roast show that on Comedy Central. He did great on that. He could be like roasting it's, wrestlers. I, no, I, I'm like the name's got to go. The name's got to go. You think the problem's the name? I think that, I, I honestly think the problem is the name. Yes. Yes. It's recognizable, but... Hey, Mom, like, check out this uh, new, like, Dolph Ziggler shirt I got. What? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what kind of what kind of strain of COVID is that? He goes by Dolph uh, for his comedy names, too, for his stand-up name, too. Because that's what gotta go. people, people recognize him oh, other than, what, Nick Nemeth? I mean, I guess that still has a ring to it. it could use that was, like, Nemeth, that was um, taken from um, Dolph Lundgren, right? Dolph Lundgren and, and, and um, um, Dirk Diggler, from what I remember. Yeah, why? <laughs> Dirk Diggler from Boogie Nights. Right, I know, but why was those two together? I don't know. I had blonde uh, hair, uh, and he was a womanizer. Uh, so I think that's what it was. His character was like a womanizer when he first came on. Um, Jerry Lawler trending for two different reasons. Jerry Lawler, number one, because he's over 70, choosing to work amongst the um, coronavirus pandemic. 
but he also dropped a kind of a uh, racial slur, a little, little bit of a racial slur. Um, oh, I don't think see. it was little at all. I don't think <laughs> he, was... he called a, a Tazawa, who's a Japanese wrestler, he did a senton bomb or senton move. And he called it the ramen noodle moonsault. Which that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to laugh. It's funny. <laughs> In today's PC culture, it wouldn't go over. I thought it was funny, but whatever. It's, I guess. I mean, I, did I laugh? Yes. But is it also incredibly, like, insensitive? Uh, I Yes. Yeah. Remember, yes. like, Bobby Heenan would always call, like, um, Tito, Tito Santana, Santana, Chico fl- Santana said, like, his movie, like, the, the, the Flying Jalapeno. The Flying Jalapeno. I mean, it was a different time back then. Yeah. You're so right about that being a different time. They can't do anything oh. now that they did before. Oh, man. Also like, on... Like, like remember, remember, like, Bad News Brown, his um, movie with the Ghetto Blaster? <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> the kick. <laughs> they can't do that anymore. You're right. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh man! So also on Raw we saw a new stable. Yeah, Gary Lark, old school. Yeah, he's old school. <laughs> but that dude—he's seven years old. He—he he had a heart attack, and he—he's considered COVID high high risk category. But I mean, and, and in his defense, and like he loves the, the young women, and like you know, so that's more what's out there now because all the old women are you know behind doors trying to stay safe. So he's out there. <laughs> trying to get the young women now. There's the only one going out during like this. Remember uh, the joke he said on 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 our show when we interviewed Jerry. He said something. Oh yeah, I should uh throw out the promo now as my future girlfriend is being born or something. Yes. It was so yes. it was so inappropriate, Vanessa. Yeah, like, this guy's seventy years old. <laughs> well, he wasn't back and, then. You well, okay, yeah, but you know, it's still old. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of Drew McIntyre now? Looks like he has his first challenger in Seth Rollins on Raw Monday. It looks like they're setting that up. Um, Drew versus Seth, which is kind of like the logical main event now that Brock is, I guess, taking his time off, which is, I guess, what his contract states. Um, but you know, I could see some good, uh, good, well, um, They've, set, they've spent all this time setting up Seth Rollins as the Monday Night Messiah and this like cult like yeah. But now like um those guys like what are it's um obviously it's like Buddy Murphy and then what the two guys Akam and Razar what are, yes. what are their names um the, the uh, authors of pain authors of pain uh, yes. one of them injured right so like how can you how can you lead a cult with no cult is my question because they're all off TV is what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Buddy is actually coming back for a qualifying match. Okay, that's good. Okay, on, so he's got uh, one. Yeah, Money in the Bank. Um, and that—that's yeah. Let's see, who is it? Who's he fighting? Um, but it's going to be um, Buddy Murphy versus Rey Mysterio. First time ever. Oh, Rey Mysterio, please pack it in. It's over. Join Tony Bennett on the sidelines, my friend. Alistair Black. Oh, is versus- he bad now? It's just, it's just, we've seen it. He comes out with these, like, different masks. It's just the same thing that I saw on, like, Nitro. Yeah, Star but Trek. are you ready to put a mid, low mid-carder Buddy Murphy yes. to, in, in a ladder match for a future WWE title 100% match? 100% I am. 100% I am. It's the no, same I disagree. It's but... why I want to see Billie Eilish on that program you were talking about instead of Tony Bennett. Like, Rey Mysterio, it's over, all right? Like, maybe do something with, like, Dominic, his kid that they roll out whenever it's, like, convenient every, like, couple Buddy of- Murphy, WWE champion challenger. It just yeah, doesn't- I'm down. Better than Rey Mysterio. 
Okay, so also we have Alistair Black versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory, 22-year-old upstart. Alistair Black, 100, I'm 99% sure Alistair Black will go over on this one. Um, and then we have MVP versus Apollo Crews. This one could go either way. Where where are these guys on the release list? That's a good point. Um, MVP um, came back at the Royal Rumble. He's been working as a producer. Um, he's got that ball-in show, that uh, show on Raw. And Apollo Crews was moved from SmackDown to Raw, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Over the last, like, you just you just went through that entire bracket, okay? And if you told right. me I could pick all those guys or Rusev, who do you think I'm going to say? Rusev day all day. Yeah. Still really shocked about that, Mertz. Yes. I, I, I really hope he comes back. So, um, Also on SmackDown, looks like they're setting up a Braun Strowman, who was the luckiest superstar, right place at the right time. Yes. Replaced Roman Reigns, now is the Universal Champion. Looks like his first challenger will be the Fiend Bray Wyatt, which uh, goes back to their early Wyatt family days. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the match with those two. Come yeah, I think, I think it's really worked right. out. I think it's going to be a great feud between the two with like the history. I think it's going to be great. Mertz, right. um, please tell me your opinion on that. Um, what was it? The, the, the Funhouse match? Okay. I loved it. I, oh, my God. Like, oh. I like things that I'm not expecting. You know, like, for example... Yeah. What movie do you think I'm going to say that it was the opposite of? Um, Citizen Kane? No, no. It uh, stars... Um, Could it be uh, The Irishman? Yeah, that's the one. That's the Bullshit. one. You know, so Bullshit. While I was bored out of my mind in that movie, when I watched the Firefly Funhouse, I didn't know what the hell they were doing. There was no match. They were bringing in all these things from, yeah. like, the NWO. They were bringing in... Yeah. Like, it just went all over the place. It was like a cavalcade for your senses, which is what I like. So I loved it. I gave it, like, a 20. Really? 20, 20 I mean, I could, I could break into your house and kick you in the nuts when you're not looking, and that'd be unexpected. <laughs> it, wouldn't mean it, was, it wouldn't mean it was good or nothing. Like, But at least you're doing something. Like, what did that yeah. Irishman do? Oh, yeah, like, let's, uh, let's go to this other meeting. No, like, meet me here. Oh, wait, you're wearing a Hawaiian yeah. shirt. Like, you're dis- what, like what, what is this? Well, how, well, how, how did the camera... How'd the camera film inside of um, John Cena's head? <laughs> I want to know. I know. You're right. You're right. So, Mertz, like- Mertz, I know you got to get going. So, we're, we're, we're actually at the end of, of, of the topics for tonight anyway. So. We're at the end you, of the night. Yes, I know you. Yeah, so, it's almost so, tomorrow. Yes. So, so Mertz, we gotta, Mertz messaged me. I'll tell you guys. Like, I got to go. I was like, we're wrapping up. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I was just like, I was just like thank you. No, I mean, I grew up back. You're I my new hero now. Week. I just found out there's some like breaking COVID story or something. So I was getting like text after text after text. Oh, you gotta go, Mertz. We'll let you go no, right no, now, no, buddy. No, wait, 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 wait. I was just saying that, that like, yeah, I mean, this is the this is the nature of the beast, right? In news, right? Like, I never know when something's happening with this COVID. Yeah, and you're you're so. you're a member of the media. You gotta yeah, go. You gotta so. go. But yeah, I, I'm gonna wrap. I'm wrapping tonight. I'm wrapping tonight's show up, anyways, guys. Are we ready? Right What's that? Oh, you have some uh, breaking news you want to yeah, announce here? Good. Yeah. No, oh, me. Yes. Oh, no, they were just like, no, it's just like, it's it's like a Canadian thing. It's like something to do with like uh, an association, like of nurses or something that might, you know, it's it's like a thing that might be happening in the morning, which means we've got to figure out like our camera situation now. Okay. 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 Well, it was really nice to meet you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It was a great time on Below the Belt. It's been a long time. Believe it or not, I've actually been on this show. Uh, Yes. More hair and less to say. (laughs) <laughs> I doubt that. Yeah. 
Mertz, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being a part of Below the Belt Show. We'd love to have you as a guest co-host again. Yes, if, yes. If, maybe, uh, well, look, well, it's not like I'm going, you know, like, before I let you go, even though I'm the one who has to go, I was supposed to go and try and break my Guinness World Record, as you know, Al, to go to every reality show finale in May. I was yes. going to voice an idol. As we discussed, none of those finales are happening now. My entire trip has been ruined. My entire Guinness World Record has been ruined. Unless All you want to join the Skype call with the yeah, survivors. Yeah, so maybe, maybe let's, let's talk. I'll be around probably for the first time in 20 years. I'll actually be at home for all of these finales. So, you know. <laughs> right on. All right. And, uh, and Mertz, I have to um, commend you on a great interview with Julia Garner, who plays our favorite redneck on Ozark, uh, Ruth. Oh, um, yeah. And you, if you could plug your YouTube channel. Uh, channel uh, yes Mertz. yes um it's uh so my youtube is uh merch 316 youtube.com you can just look up merch 316 there's you know even if you just google merch there's only like me and like one other like radio dj in the uk and we're constantly fighting for domains um <laughs> but really you're you're gonna land on like some brown goodness whether it's me or him if you <laughs> search, you know? brown goodness i yeah. love that it's yeah. you'll be getting some brown sugar in your coffee but you will need you will need that brown sugar in your coffee all if right you make the mistake of searching the irishman from a, on from, a, from a fellow brown sugar to another yes yes <laughs> guys thank you so much have a good night Mertz, thanks for joining btv sure. guys that was the world's most foremost reality tv expert Mertz and uh Mertz Schaffer. um so um we pretty much uh, I, i've pretty much reached the end of my uh topics here on below the belt show we always so. end, we always end with uh birthday shout outs uh to those uh that did not die chachi used, used to say that i did yes um, <laughs> includes um actor sam murray from the king of queens he's 68 Emma Thompson is 61. Emma Thompson, yeah, Thompson's a great actress. Remember Samantha Fox, Chachi? She's 54 today. Damn, really? Singer extraordinaire, yeah. Danny now, Pino. Naughty Girls Need Love too. <laughs> Naughty Girls Need Love too. I love it. Danny Pino of Cold Case is 46. Uh, Luke Evans uh, from The Hobbit is 41. Um, Seth Rogen, happy birthday, Seth, is 38 today. Damn, 38, huh? Yeah, right? 38. Actress Samara <laughs> Wiley of uh, Orange is New Black is 33. Um, Emma Watson from Harry Potter is 30. Can you believe Emma Watson's 30 now? Yeah. My God. I'm shocked that Emma is 30. Almost I am as shocked that Seth is 38 because I thought Seth was a lot older. But I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought she was in her 70s, how like cranky she is. Oh, Emma Watson. Oh, <laughs> can I tell Vanessa the story? Yeah, you can. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, Emma was really aloof about uh, at the White Horse cor House Correspondence um, about meeting and greeting and photo ops. And um, we find out in an article later that she does not – she purposely does not take selfies with people because she doesn't want stalkers to find out where she is. I'm like, we're at one of the most exclusive events in Washington, D.C. <laughs> that I don't think anyone could walk into. It's a high security. Um, with high security, and she didn't want to do a selfie. I mean, that's where um, Reagan was um, shot. So security there is very tight now. It is. Yeah. Invited, yeah. And Maisie Williams, Chachi, is, can you believe she's 23 already? Arya Stark. Wow. Arya oh, Stark. Oh, that's crazy. Arya Stark is 23. We saw her as a little girl in season one 10. of Game of <laughs> Well, she had a nude scene in her last season, so that was kind of... 
That's yeah. wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I know. She had a nude scene in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was disturbed until I looked her up oh, her age. No. Yeah, you were until you looked up her age, right? Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, but guys, <laughs> yeah, guys, what a great show tonight. From top, Man, yeah, it was from really top exciting. to bottom. Thank we like you. to thank, of course, Eliza Orleans from Amazing Race, Survivor, running for Manhattan District Attorney, Merce Jaffer, um, journalist extraordinaire, reality TV expert. Of course, the wonderful and beautiful and talented Chachi McFly. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, of course. <laughs> That's what I did earlier. I was like the lovely, the lovely and talented Vanessa Meadows, Miss Snortle. Of course, the king of the '80s, the motivational speaker, Chachi McFly. I sent you guys the link in the Skype chat. In the the um, Skype chat. For? Um, for the X- XFL with um, Ronnie Dangerfield. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Watch that one. Awesome. And of course, I'm Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto. So well, I think what? we're gonna we're gonna end with a classic cut. Um, and um, another interview, um, on location interview from KatsuCon 2020. Chachi, if you could, let's go ahead and hear the classic cut. Where my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. Well, okay. Well, this week, um, I think it was last week we lost another um, musician, um, Bill Withers. Bill Withers, yes. Yes, who um, he didn't die of the coronavirus. He had um, heart complications, but right. I mean, he was known for songs such as like "Lean on Me," "Lovely Day," um, "Ain't No Sunshine," which is a great song. Love that song. And um, you know, his song "Lean on Me" was big in the '70s, but then they had uh, um, a remake of it in the '80s. And since I'm the king of the '80s, I picked um, that song to play um, tonight by um, Club Nouveau. And this song actually won them um, a Grammy for it and was a number one song back in 87. So Lean this on is, me. Yeah, so this is Lean his on me. song, which he was When right you're for. not strong. Yeah, great song. I'll be I'll your be friend. I'll help <laughs> you carry on. <laughs> yeah, you can do the, you know, American Idol Skype. <laughs> yeah! Hey, Vanessa, to, that's a yeah. great cl- choice for the classic cut for the late great Bill Withers. Yeah. And followed by another great interview from KatsuCon 2020 anime voice actress Morgan Berry. Um, so that's going to end tonight's program as well. So we thank you all here on yeah. Below the Belt Show for our quarantine edition. And next week, we got another incredible show. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Until then. Peace.
Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Guys, we are here at KatsuCon 2020 National Harbor. It's amazing to be here with voice actor extraordinaire Morgan Berry. Are How's your KatsuCon experience been so far? It's been amazing. The, the staff is great. The attendees are great. It's a beautiful location. Like, I'm having a great time. Awesome. So, you've done so many voiceover work, so many great anime characters. What's your favorite? I mean, is it, is it, is it tough to pick just one? Yes. <laughs> I loved recording for NK Cell in Cells at Work. Ooh, but I also loved being in My Hero Academia. That was a fun one. Ooh. Well, how about this? If you had a, the option to cosplay as one of your characters, who would it be and why? <gasps> I mean, <laughs> in all honesty, NK Cell would be the easiest cosplay. Yes. I don't even have to wear a wig for that. <laughs> so, yeah. You already have the hairstyle down. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, first of all, um, I'm sure the fans have been coming up and saying hello to you and and so what has been the most your most recognizable what what are most fans uh, fan and get crazy at, uh, over uh, the most of all your work my hero academia yes, it's course. the biggest title right now so absolutely so I always like to ask this so as voice actors um, sometimes it'd be cool to be in front of the camera if they were ever to make a live action version of one of your previous works which one would you like to portray the live action version of your character? Riddle Story of Devil. I voice for Tokaku, and it's, a, it's an anime about lesbian assassins. And Whoa. she's like, she falls in love with the target that she's supposed to kill. And it's a cute love story. I love, it's a cute Yuri. It's great. And it's just full of action, too, so I would really enjoy that. That sounds like it would translate really well to live action. Yeah, I thought so, too. <laughs> who, who should direct it? Who's, who, who are the big directors out there? Who should direct this live action? Caitlin Glass. It should always be Caitlin Glass. <laughs> wow, Caitlin Glass, guys. Yep, wow. always. That is amazing. She's incredible. Awesome. So I'm also reading that you're an accomplished singer. So have you been able to bring both the singing um, talent to your anime characters as well? Yes. For Show by Rock, I got to actually sing. And that was great because it's about a girl band. And we actually got to dub the songs in English. And so that was awesome. Ooh. And with my singing background, it really helped. Awesome. What are your favorite uh, genres of music? I love pop, rock, uh, I love, I listen to a lot of anime soundtracks though, yeah. like a lot of opening songs, like all the openings for My Hero Academia, I just put those on loop, like nice. Soul Eater, uh, Overlord, there's so many, so much, there's so much good music out there, so totally, yeah. Totally, totally. Out of all the like, contemporary artists out today, um, any of them influence your work as a singer? Oh, contemporary. Yeah. Well, let's see, well... I love, I love Demi Lovato. That one track is fire, though. The one that single that she released, yeah. Uh, my single? The single that, that Demi uh, that put out. The one that she performed at the uh, Grammys recently. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, everything she does is amazing. Like, I, ad <laughs> I adore her, okay? Like, she's so great. Awesome. So if we could go to the beginning, how did the voice actor journey begin? Um, do you initially start as an actress and kind of worked in the voice acting? How did that go? Okay, so um, I started on stage in 2004. I did a lot of on-stage acting. I did a little bit of on-camera. And then I stumbled into voiceover after winning a voice acting competition that was being judged by Todd Haverkorn. And through winning that competition, I got my first audition at Funimation. 
and wow. now here I am. And, and wow, I looked at your IMDb. You have so many amazing credits. Wow, it's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> so, well, so uh, a typical day at, at work, uh, I guess, going in the as opposed to an actor, you have to make sure your hair is perfect, your clothes are, are nice. Being a voice actor, is it one of those things you just go in the studio, you can wake up in your PJs and just how, how does that work? <laughs> oh, sometimes if it's like an indie project, I can I can record it in my PJs. But if I have to go to the studio to record, nah, I'm gonna look nice. You know, I gotta I can't come in looking like a slob. You know. <laughs> so beyond uh, anime, um, obviously voice actors uh, can accomplish a lot. Obviously, they go into commercials. Have, tell us maybe about your stuff outside of anime and in the voice world. Okay, outside of anime, I'm a singer and I yeah. do a lot of song covers nice. and. Um, I'm a recording artist. I used to be in a girl band. Awesome. And that was a lot of fun. I did a lot of traveling for that, and I would love to do that again. Um, I, in all honesty, that's I'm a performer. I'd love to do it. I, I do it as a job, but also as a hobby, and like that's really all I ever do. I, I don't have any other things I like to do besides watch anime, I guess. Awesome. Like, I will... I'll watch the so heck out of anime. You've immersed yourself into this fandom and become a huge fan yourself. I've which, always been a fan. Right. I've been which a fan since I was a kid. Yeah. Because right, there's a lot of voice actors. Okay, they, 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 they do it because they do a great job at it. But you actually watch all kinds of anime, not even just your work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty awesome, by the way, guys. Akatsu <laughs> got a true voice artist and of course an amazing fan of anything Japanese anime which is cool as hell guys Morgan Berry thanks so much for talking to us here thank on Below the Dot Show me. thank you awesome. wow that was great well it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons this is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying until next time keep chilling like a villain bye goodbye 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 goodbye